Republicans. 
told him the reason why it was why it was Republican. Coker said, I will not only give you funds to start a Democratic branch in Harlem, I will put a Negro in every branch of government in New York City. This is one of the few promises that was made to us that was almost kept. The whip that brought it forward was Ed Lee and the United Colored Democrats. When I talk about Ed Lee, I'm talking about a real black politician, real in parentheses, real black politician. Most black politicians talk and don't deliver anything but win. Ed Lee got us jobs as assistance to this, to this and assistance to that. Finally, Ed Lee said, I'm tired of the little crumbs. I want the big crumbs. I want two judgeships. They told him he had to be crazy. The, the Democrats chose a Judge Watson. His son is a federal judge right now, and the Republicans chose one named Tony. Watson was of Caribbean descent, and Tony was a black American. The head of the black Democrats was a Harvard-educated man from the ghetto who had developed new curse words. His name was Ferdinand Q. Morton. Ferdinand Q. Morton was in opposition to Charlie Anderson, who was then collector of internal revenue. First District Wall Street, he had a ninth grade education. He had enough nerve to go and tell J.P. Morgan, Mr. Morgan, you are delinquent in your taxes. Morgan said, who the hell is that nigger, and who gave him an appointment to see me? His secretary is supposed, is, is supposed to have said, I didn't think that the collector of internal revenue of the First District needed an appointment. He got fired from the First District, of course, and started in the Second District. This man had a special nerve. People don't have any nerve like that today. He could open a nerve store and sell some. And that's about where I wanted to read to right then. Because, you know, um, matter of fact, hold on. I'm, I'm going to take you all a little further because it's an interesting story about Ed Lee. And, you know, and, and nerves. Now, Finn, for uh, now, Ferdinand Q. Morton was the head of the civil service workers, and when they appointed him, this is Ed Lee's man manipulation. His asking for the big crumbs now, these are first two big crumbs. The white civil service said they would not un work under that nigger. Ferdinand Q. Morton, who had gone to Harvard and could speak all those low languages with a Harvard accent, said, I know a, a whole lot of unemployed niggers who are well-educated. If any of you think you're not going to work under me, I can have them down here in your job tomorrow morning. They want the jobs, need the jobs, and we'll take them. The next day, those whites were right in their seats working under Ferdinand Q. Morton. For the next, seven, for the next 27 years, that's what they did. What we're talking about is the beginning of Harlem politics. Now, Ed Lee wanted two judges. Watson and Tony were chosen. When Ed Lee asked for this, he was told you don't have qualified people to be judges. Ferdinand Q. Morton, who made some of the choices, told Watson, you just go down there and judge something. You're just as good as all those wops, kites, and everything else. Watson was from the Caribbean, where he had seen his people perform as judges. He had seen them as schoolmasters in any other petty power arenas. Tony had never had that experience, and he didn't even believe that they were going to accept him. So according to the Harlem mother, when he came back, Ferdinand Q. Morton had some new curse words for him, and he became a judge. That is how we got our first two judges. These two men, Ed Lee and Ferdinand Q. Morton, opened, up the, opened the door for the career of Adam Clayton Powell, Jr. They created the first Harlem political renaissance. There's literature on it. There's literature on, every, there's literature on everything on it. There's literature on everything on it.
word on everything you know, on everything, yeah, on everything you know. Leave it the typo. Roy Otley in the book New World of Coming was, has written on it. Gilbert Olsofsky in his book Harlem, The Making of the Ghetto, 1890 to 1930, has written in detail on it. The book Harlem on My Mind has information on it, including pictures. Also, if you forgive the modesty, the introduction to my book Harlem, A Community in Transition, and another book, Harlem USA, has a capsule of history of this political emergence of the Harlem community. And I have emphasized this because history sometimes tells you where you've been in order to tell you where you are so you can estimate where you still have to go. Because I'm a classroom teacher. When someone throws a subject out, I want to broaden the subject. I want to tease you just a little more. I'm going to open the door a little wider. Now I'm going to close the door to that subject, and we go on the subject for tonight. Black Power. Black Power. Uh, brother Boy, could I uh, add with you right quick so we can get this theme going for tonight in this proper light with you, brother? Can I ride with you in the light of Bible Clark? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know you buy it. Um, let's get to, um, I mean, uh, intro so we know what we're talking about when we say uh, we're still betraying the African Revolution. Um, I'm going to say right there. I got this highlighted. It is too often forgotten that when the Europeans emerged and began to extend themselves into the broader world of Africa and Asia during the 15th and 16th centuries, they went on to colonize most of mankind. Later, they would colonize world scholarship, mainly to show and imply that Europeans were the only creators of what could be called a civilization. In order to accomplish this, the Europeans had to forget or pretend to forget all the previous knew uh, all the previous news and information about Africa. For the past 500 years, therefore, the world has been ruled, molded in the image and likeness of Europe. European history now becomes world history, and the European experience now becomes a universal experience. One of the primary weapons Europeans have used to ossify, perpetuate, and maintain the myth, big lie of European supremacy, invincibility, and originality of uh, contemporaneous with the big myth, big lie of African inferiority and nothingness is education of that miseducation. Euro-colonial education was designed to produce people who will, who will participate in the process of colonial rule. Euro-colonial education was designed to produce people who will participate in the process of colonial rule. People who will participate in this process of their own oppression and in the oppression of the fellow colonialized people. This is called neocolonialism. Moreover, colonialized schooling was education for subordination, exploitation, the creation of mental confusion, and the development of underdeveloped powerlessness and dependency. It also reinforced the notion of the privilege and the, quote, notion of the alienation, which is divided and conquered. In other words, colonial and neocolonial education ossified the psychological dependency complex of African colonialized oppression to the extent that in the era of what Dr. Clark terms flag independence, 
The African wasn't preparing to be a sovereign nation, but instead was only preparing to be an imitation of a slave master ruling as a nation. Is all facto. Africans is not only take for granted the validity, truth, and superiority of the culture of the European colonializer, but also assume that the behavior, culture, values, lifestyles, moral purposes, and definitions of morality of the colonialized as invalid, wrong, or inferior. Moreover, they have been infected and conditioned to invalidate and reject their own being and own culture, value, and so uh, uh, philosophical individuality. They tend to evaluate their behaviors in terms of whether or not they are acceptable to the European colonializer. They accept the colonializer as the standard, and they crave to be like the colonializer. Dr. Clark also adds, we have to realize that the education has but one honorable purpose, one alone. Everything else is a waste of time. That is to train the student to be a proper handler of power. Being black and beautiful means nothing until ultimately you're black and powerful. And the world is ruled by power, not blackness and not beauty. The central theme that Dr. Clark is saying is the sad tragedy of the betrayal of the African world revolution by its own people. He concludes quite eloquently that the African revolution was betrayed in three major arenas, in black America, in the Caribbean islands, and in Africa itself. He alludes by saying, suggesting that, quote, the main thing needed in black America was a movement that went beyond religious, political, and cultural boundaries, and that unified African people on all class bases. From what we have learned from the Civil Rights Movement, from Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X and Elijah Muhammad, and from what we knew about the need of common folk in the United States, we could have organized such a movement and related African people to the struggles of the African people of the world over, especially Africa, the Caribbean islands, and the Pacific islands, and the people of African descent scattered throughout Asia. The Civil Rights Movement could have become the basis of a world movement of African people based on the theories of pan-African nationalism. In my opinion, the movement was betrayed by confused, idealist, middle-class fakers, and just plain sellouts. For one moment in history, the Africans in the United States had more attention than any Africans in the world. They could have used that movement to call attention to the needs of the African people all over the world, not only for Pan-Africanism, but an African world community. The tragedy is not that the Caribbean people have betrayed their aspect of the African revolution. The deeper tragedy is that most of them have not been aware of it. That lack of awareness is what keeps us moving. That's right. You know, that's why a lot of times, man, some people don't even need to change their name. You keep your keep your slave name and all that shit. You need to stay aware of what the hell's going on.
I heard the most interesting statement the other day. Brother said, being black and being white is a state of mind first, right? And if you can get the minds of the individuals at a young age to have your type of mindset, your type of philosophy, your type of mentality, got them. And this is this is this is what the whole sole purpose for education is. You know what I'm saying? Is to basically, like about the clock, say basically to zap the minds. You know what I mean? It is indeed a universally accepted truism that Mother Africa is the cradle origin of world culture and civilization, and that Africans are the pioneers in science, religion, chemistry, mathematics, education, astrology, philosophy, architecture, agriculture, medicine, iron, and steel smelting, the concept of beauty, masonry, moral codes of ethics, etc. So how is it that, you know, what produces what produces an African that will betray his, his own people in a revolution? You know what I mean? Education. But as you say, you know, that's, that's the way that you get to them is through the education. That's why they want you at pre, pre-K. We need you at pre-kindergarten. Then we need you in the kindergarten. You know, that's why they call it the kindergarten. Remember we saw uh, Priest Isaac? That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Get them in that early stage when they first starting to blossom, and you can, like a, a bonsai tree, if you, clip, if you clip them right, you can limit their growth and make them grow only in the areas you want them to go. Oh, here we go. Yep. Dr. Clark also stated right here, when examining the portrayal of the world after the revolution, he suggests further that uh, Nkrumah, grammar, and the moment in history caused a lot of people to rally behind him who really didn't believe in him. They would ultimately betray him and desert him later on. The United States did not want to see the role model of a well-functioning African state in place in Africa. Because if you can produce one, you can produce 10. If you can produce 10, you can produce 50s. So the whites made up their minds between French intelligence, British intelligence, and the United States intelligence. That, na- that nation had to be destroyed. They had to knock off a few nations after Gu- uh, Ghana before the independence fever started growing. Indeed, for the first 110,000 years of human world history, only African people inhabited this planet. No European existed. They were not even created yet. Yet, Eurocentric history, his story, has the arrogant audacity to write in their history textbooks that during these uh, uh, 1,0010 years, African peoples did nothing, created nothing, contributed nothing, and discovered nothing. African peoples 
are painted as a do-nothing people. Nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, a correct analysis of history shows that it took Europeans about 20,000 years to defrost, unthaw, and be metamorphosized from the original events global majority African people to a contemporary global minority European people. <clears throat> the bottom line is that we are the ancestors and predecessors of Europeans. We created... Oh, I'm not going to play that part. We, well, the clock said we created, we created him. Yeah, we shouldn't produce... We shouldn't say that. I'm not going to say that. I won't say that. According to R.R. R. Palmer, but he's going to cite his work. According to R.R. R. Palmer and Joel Cotton in their book, A History of Modern World, um, Europeans were by no means, I'm reading the quote, Europeans were by no means the pioneers in human civilization. Half of man's recorded history had passed before anyone in Europe could read or write. The priests of Egypt began to keep records between 4,000 and 3,000 B.C., while the pharaohs, or building the first pyramids, the Europeans were creating nothing more distinguishing than gas heat. He goes on to cite um, in the fascinating and revealing chapter entitled The Contribution of Now Civilization to the World Civilization, Dr. Clark not only debunks the myth of the African nothingness, but also carefully delays the dynastical contributions of Africans along the now Valley to world civilization. Um, and looking toward the, the 20th century, first 21st century, and troubling uh, transitional aspect of Pan-Africanism, Dr. Clark's opinion is that, quote, it is ironic that the concept of Pan-Africanism was a Caribbean creation and the Caribbean people have made the least use of it, end quote. Like Power Beauty 48, welcome, welcome, what's going on out there, Sister Camille, Brother Cause, I see y'all out there, what's going on, what's rocking tonight, what's wrong with y'all tonight? We, we, um, setting the old, we setting the tone right now where, you know, a little bit of the old to the ancestors who, who, who is, um, who we named the day after, you know, without the clock getting, getting the, uh, his light that he should get. Black Power BB for Hodie. I'm Black Tastic, and uh, I-, I can't think of a better topic. Hey, Black Tastic, come here. How the family feeling out there tonight? Doing good, Queen Black Power. Black Power BB for Hodie. Black Power, Got the whole there. Yeah, we in here deep tonight. Everybody got their forks and, and knives and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Black power to the queen. Uh, I see you up and running, queen. You know, get your business going. Black power, definitely got the support. Black power. I'm sorry, bro, boy, what you saying? I said the refugees is on the line. I see, I see Brother Ryan Rue out there in the cut. Black power. 
Black Power. Black Power, family. Black Power. I see you out there, Black Kyle. Black power, man. Out here in the mix, man. Yeah. Yeah. Black power. Black power, y'all. What's good? Let me finish the two paragraphs so we can get this theme rolling so everybody know where we at and how we're right. going to chop this shit up tonight. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Brother Mankara. Uh, who betrayed the African World Revolution and other speeches represents in one volume all the information readers would need so as to obtain, ascertain why the African World Revolution has not occurred throughout the world. The book expeditiously discusses the covert conclusion between European powers and their African contemporary house servants to thwart the after the revolution. This uh, this. This collusion has occurred both in Africa and the Caribbean. In fact, the only reason why Europeans have been able to rule the planet for the past 500 years is because they have divided African people so that they can rule and conquer them. And they have been very successful. But the book does more than that. It teaches that blood, it teaches that, blood that unites us is thicker than the desperate water and culture that separates us. Let me read that again. It teaches us that the blood that, that the blood that unifies us is thicker than the desperate water and culture that separates us. It also teaches that we might have come from the old world, which is Africa, to the new world, which is Europe, in different European slave ships, but we must achieve total liberation in the same Pan-African nationalist freedom boat. The fundamental message of the book is that it is time for African people to stop rehearsing and get the show on the road to total liberation and freedom so that we can ossify our ranks to create our own common African nationalist home fortress, Africa 2100. You say, Brother saying in the book, we should have Africa by 2100, 2100, in order to challenge European nationalism, which is uh, uh, the European fortress. In 2100, in the 21st century, by power. By power. Brother Mikura, what were you reading out of right there, man? That sounded like Dr. John Henry Clark. Yeah, that's Dr. John Henry Clark. Who betrayed the African World Revolution? And according to that last seminar, a lot of motherfuckers don't want to see that happen, man. A lot of motherfuckers don't want to see that home African fortress by 2100. You know what I'm saying? Hey, D. Question I got for the family is who y'all think will uh, stop that from happening? <laughs> Marching forward into 2016. Question comes up early in the year. My brother Mekarov said, What's up? What's going on on the line? What y'all going to do to help make sure those who this African liberation? 
But listen, we, listen, man, we going through. I don't know who line it was. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it was. I said muted, family. Okay, nah, no doubt. Sure. All right. My shit was muted. When you had muted me, I already had my shit muted, bro, boy. Oh, all right, then. All right. Well, we're we going to get it right. Well, thank you for that. You know what I'm saying? For the family out there, if you're not if you're not speaking, go ahead and mute your mic because I see y'all still out there. So, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, we can get it going good right now. All right? Black Power. Black Power. Uh, but yeah, what I was saying was to get to get the base for the discussion, so we all because we all we all got a uh, piece of this puzzle. We all live in the same community. We all breathe the same air. We affected by the same politics. We're dealing with the same social realities. And now, this is my opinion in regards to what to look for. Regards to a motherfucker who will betray this African revolution is. The individual who is not, who who may be insecure, don't know the foundation, and the foundation is history. You know what I'm saying? And just you, you ain't got to be the most smartest motherfucker in the world, but you, if you just focus on your history and know where your history come from, it's gonna be a compass for you, like Dr. Clark said. Even when you didn't, have, you know, when you thought you had your GPS, you trying to, you know, you ain't got no destination though. You had somebody else's destination. You know what I mean? You on somebody else's time. You know, but when you got your own African mind. You had your own African nation. You had your own, you know what I mean? You move a lot differently. And, and the companies that's going to be there for you is your history. It's going to tell you who you are, what you are, what you must be, and where you must go. And the first sign of a motherfucker who's lost out there, Dr. Clark say a lot of the motherfuckers are sellouts. Uh, uh, Uncle Tom, let me, let me get this correct. What did he say? Uh, uh, idealist. Middle class fakers and just plain sellouts. And I know y'all know a whole lot of them niggas. Let me say it again. Ideal ideologists. Middle class fakers and just plain sellouts. It's so broad you can touch a lot of motherfuckers with them, you know what I mean? And there's three classes of them and right now in our community they intermingling. You got the ideologists. He smiles and comes at you real politely, right? Mm-hmm. You had your middle class fakers, and you just got just plain sellouts running around here. And we, we was talking on the show back when we, we, we say uh, we came to the conclusion that bow ties and berets don't mix, right? Yeah, bow ties and berets don't mix. You know what I'm saying? If you Greek, you can't be an African Greek. So they got you go through certain rituals, man. You go through rituals that be pain inflicted. You know what I'm saying? When you dealing with shit like that, when you you know what I'm saying, you giving up pain to be in. I feel that build a certain type of time, right? You be conflicted because they have orders already laid out for what they're supposed to be doing. That's serving as gatekeepers in the black community. Even when they're doing good, they can only do but so much. Because the law is they got to keep the secret in order for them to be able to do whatever they're doing. So that's what, uh, you know, that's one of the places that you start to bump. You start to, you know, when you think about the middle class, fakers. 
Right. What is the middle class? Four few pennies is, you know, the <laughs> penny loafer. You know what I'm saying? The penny loafer wearing. That's definitely the first place that you look. And then we get into, you know, when we look into the urban area, what we get is just the trickster and con men. You know what I mean? You know, the lower class, you just deal with a bunch of tricksters and con men. Mm-hmm. What Dr. Clark say right here? Dr. Clark says, European scholarship has darkened the true light of African history. And as a result, we are brain dead, brain damaged, and culturally comatose. What African people need to do as we approach the 21st century is to de-Europeanize, demystify, detoxify, and de-brainwash their subconscious mind of this invisible drug called Eurocentric miseducation. Uh, black power, black power, black power. Last power. Comments. <laughs> that was some heat. You know, because a lot of our people don't even know that they are betraying the revolution. They don't even know what's going on. I say to that. I say to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like proxy. It'd be by proxy. They just can't help it. Just because the way that the life is, is that what it do. We made it betray it. I ask people all the time, I say, yo, listen, right? Check this out. I say, yo, everybody, name a, na- name a nation that, that loves black people. Name a different people that's not black people that love black people. And nobody ever can come up with one. I said, now, we all go to the same, we go to the same schools on the same shit. Now, if they learn not to hate black people and learn not to love black people, what the hell do you think you're learning? Same goddamn thing. And so you don't know. Black power, King. Doing against black people. You're just doing what you, this is, this is natural to move in this way. What? It's supposed to be. It's how everybody else taught. Why, why should I be taught different? And you know, I, I, I'm hearing the same. He's coming to the same conclusion in his own way through his own work as Dr. Amos Wilson did. Got to get that. Got to undo the crack up in your mind, straight up. I show, and, and then it's uh, subconsciously. You know, put in your mind to hate yourself. You know, the other the other day, you know, I just I was going to look for, you know, what I'm saying another word for the word black. You know, what I'm saying I I can't remember what I was trying to write, and I go look, and this is what I found: hopelessness, dirty, angry, evil. You know what I'm saying? So it's on the internet. So anybody that's going to go look for another word for black, this is what they see, you know what I'm saying, subconsciously. 
You know, so what the fuck does hopelessness got to do with black? Because they don't even go together for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I guess nothing's really changed from the time of the ancestor Malcolm X in terms of the negative connotation that he found when he looked up black in a dictionary, as opposed to you, sister, looking it up on the Internet 2016. Yeah, 50, 50 years later. Okay. Yes, Same shit. Sorceress.com. Sorceress. Now, you said one of the, the new one of the new definitions they placed on black was hopelessness. Um, it's, it's like another word, you know, when you go to the sorcery, it's just trying to look for another way to say the word for another meaning. And that was one of the meanings that they have up there. It's hopeless, dirty, angry, evil, and then African-American, all, all in that little line, dark, inky. Yes, African-American. African-American. <laughs> is up there right next to it. So, you know what I'm saying? So when you're looking at it, it's like in the, in the uh, way that it's presented, it looks like that's what it's describing African-American because that's what's last. Okay. Now, I remember by accident. Not by accident, you're right. I remember hearing... Um, Said the entertainer was joking about some shit like that. He was he he was said it in a really different way in different context. He was like, "Niggas don't hope, we wish," you know. <laughs> and yep. some, that's kind of true because if you, I mean if you notice, what Europeans like to play wordplay. We was, was going through what was the last show how they weren't even they weren't um, attributing the right title to these crackers. They was terrorists, but they weren't white. Whites can't be terrorists. I'm of the same shit to this extent, you know what I mean? Whereas the word hope applies to white blue, you know, the great white hope. You know, so it's very important, you know, that we get down to this because definitions subconsciously live, you know, play out there what the fuck they really are. You know what I mean? You can think you saying another way. You can think it means that, but it, sometimes it is, it is motherfucker right in your face. It's literally what it's defined to be. You see what I'm saying? And in this extent right here, they trying to, uh, What's that old myth? The first book I read was the show joint called The Assassination of the Black Male Image by Dr. Fred Hudson. And then go into the same shit how um, through miseducation. The use of stereotypes and words that, you know what I mean, imbecile. You know, like once upon a time, that, that, that was attributed to being black as well. You see what I'm saying? So every year it seemed like they're updating this shit. Now it's African Americans. We're hopeless now. Uh, 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 angry. <laughs> what what else is there? <laughs> Dirty, evil, dark, inky. But the pattern is the same, you know what I mean? Because it's a, a, a negative connotation, you know. At the end of the day, the, the cracker don't change. Um, we we the ones that got to change, and uh, that's what you know. Um, I, I hear in Dr. Clark's um, plea, you know what I mean? 
for us to see that it's really real. That, you know, the the cracker sick psyche has been implanted in us. And um we, we got to undo that shit. We really have to because the cracker psyche that's implanted in us, as Brother Bourne beautifully displayed, breeds self hatred. It is anti you. So if it's inside of you, you will be anti you in behavior. And it will come out, you know, and sometimes it'll be unconscious, you know. If if you got a group of family members trying to get together, you can't help yourself but to start spreading some gossip. You just can't control the urge. If somebody confided in you to tell the next one in the, in the family circle, boom, boom, bang, you know what I mean? That's that cracker bee shit up in us. We have to undo it so that we don't work against ourselves. Yeah. Brother Cars, uh uh you seen some of that happen just today, didn't you? Well, of course, you know, we was telling me about his interesting uh, experience while he was out there uh, getting his grind on. Yeah, well, Brother Cause, oh, no, his line dropped, his line dropped. Yeah, Brother Cause did come on and was telling us that. Hold on. Yeah. Well, come in with that. <laughs> about the beast out there, right? He did come on with that thing about the brother and the beast. Mm-hmm. So all of all of that all of that is um connected. It's like it's like when we get when we get into subject matter like this, it touch so much because it's they all it's like a spider web. You know what I mean? Each little part, you know, white supremacy is at the middle. At the middle, you know what I'm saying, and, and to some extent, you know, all of this shit connects. When we look at self hate mechanisms, when we look at psych, first off, the psychology. If being black's a state of mind, we talking about the mind, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you? Cat Williams used a great analogy. Y'all remember when he was talking about lions in the, in the zoo? <laughs> yeah. So while the fucking lions don't act, don't. I'm not, I don't even know if I'm a lion anymore, right? I don't know what lion's supposed to do. You so because because everybody is in in this synthetic jungle. Yeah, that's, that was real shit. We were kicking right there. Everybody's in this in, in synthetic jungle. You know what I mean? I don't fucking go to zoos. So this is the same thing as going to animal prison. This type of got everybody in in, 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 in in synthetic environment. So you some niggas get to using catch phrases like evolution. Yeah, you yeah. the only one involved because he had to change the, the environment in order to be on top. You see what I'm saying? Okay, that noise is back, brother Mikarov. I hear this noise again. Huh? <laughs> brother Mikarov, man. Uh, you know, I was I was talking about that just the other day. One of the little puppets, man. You know what I'm saying? How everything they, how everything this cracker do, man, 
they got to send you through a goddamn institution of learning. You know what I'm saying? No matter what it is, just like you say, if you're an animal, goddamn me, you got to goddamn, you know what I'm saying, put you in this, uh, take you out your natural environment, right? Put uh-huh. you in some, put you in this bullshit ass environment, right? Then goddamn me, teach you how to goddamn become like them. You know what I'm saying? Or try or attempt to transform you into them. Just like we see with the with the Indians, we see with the with the Aborigines, what they were doing, putting them in the boarding school, turning around, you know what I'm saying? Which is nothing but a laboratory, right? When you think of school, it's nothing but a laboratory, right? Social lab. So, so when you think about how we did our sciences, right? Totally different from how the European do his science. His science is bring the shit in the laboratory, you know, and look at it in the out of its natural environment, right? Look at it out of, and, and 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 try to figure out how it how it does shit. Our shit was go out there in its nature, in its natural environment, and watch this motherfucker do what it do, right? Do, do. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. I'm proud of that. You know, I, I want to just put in something real quick. for Black Power. What's um, that? Page 63. Um, in the context of white American supremacy, African Americans must ask themselves, what is the political economy of oppressed black culture and the various personal and social identities it, it produces? We must no longer, through the abuse of reality, denial, and distortion, fail to recognize that our basic identities as an oppressed people are largely socially manufactured by the white-dominated American cultures and its related social practices in which we as a people are immersed. These identities are therefore incarnations and, in, and instruments of their social power and are, and are socially designed and conditioned when activated to unwittingly serve the political, economic interests of dominant white America to the detriment of subordinate black culture. African-American cultural identity and behavioral orientations are currently defined as currently defined or functionally defined to perpetuate self-negating, self-defeating, and under certain circumstances, self-destructive behavior in black Americans. Let's sum up some of what everybody was saying real quick. That was Amos Wilson you was reading from, so born. Hey, black funny like you saying that I was just thinking in my head that we did a quick experiment just take these two words just take these two words and think about it like black criminality like what do you, what's the first thing that comes to your head when you might say black criminality my white people come to my head <laughs> just, oh, white, white supremacy that's what I was thinking white people come to my head black criminality yeah. Like when I felt, when I thought, I'm like, okay. More than likely, you know, the average Joe gonna be like, okay, selling drugs. You know what I'm saying? Basically, any type of street crime, murder. You know, drive-by shooting, whatever. And I said, okay, then say black criminality. I mean, white criminality. And I said, nine times out of ten, the average motherfucker be like. Um, embezzlement, you know what I'm saying? Some type of white collar crime, uh, stock market, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Crimes involving investments and shit like that. 
and that's just the way, like, I'm looking at it, like, the way a motherfucker train you. Oh, you oh. Sick. the type of crimes you'll be committing. Yeah, but yeah, even just you you, train. But, yeah, you know? but I'm saying just when you even hear that word, motherfuckers say black criminality, the average motherfucker be thinking, like, some low-level street type shit. You say white criminality, the average motherfucker like, be thinking, kind of like, you see, if you ask that question a little bit different, I might have answered it different. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, yeah, the way but you know, Brother Bourne, what he's saying is showing conditioning. We are yeah. conditioned to think that way. You know, when you when he's saying that for those that would think that way, when you hear white criminality, you're thinking of, like he said, government, boom, boom, bang. Uh, black criminality, as he defined it, as street, which is propaganda, Placed in your psyche to perceive shit that way by the cracker piece, mm-hmm. straight up and down. Mm-hmm. So like when you got a when you got a fucking trial, like you got some like like Trayvon and shit. They see the motherfucking prosecution already knows this. The criminal the criminal justice system knows this. So when they get them on the stand, just like they tried to do with the sisters that got raped by the cops. The first thing they like, well, you know, these are just drug. These are just these are just drug addicts trying to get money. To go buy more crack, like using all that stereotypical bullshit that they know already been pumped out to the masses, especially the masses of white motherfuckers, to try to discredit them ain't got nothing to do with what the fuck took place. But they use them them little buzzwords and the social engineering process to try to be able to just see our people as what they already painted the picture to be, just based on the way they portray us in the media and shit. They attacked them right off the rip. Yeah, these are just drug. These are just drug addicts, the prostitutes. They got, um, you know, they got rap sheet for this, for that. Trayvon Martin, he was smoking weed on his Facebook page. For God's sakes, come on now. Zimmerman feels fear for his life. Forget the fact that the motherfucker told him, the police told him to stay in the car. This, all that shit's out the window. And this is kind of why, you know what I'm saying, uh, Bob Maddox said a black person should never fucking take the stand in a fucking trial because you've already been tried and convicted before you even open your mouth, before you get on the stand. Sorry, they already seeing you as guilty just because of the way the social uh, systems project us to the rest of the world. So it's like you lost before the shit even started, we lost. That's why most of the niggas just take a plea, like, fuck it, man. I already know what they're going to do. I ain't even about to go in here and try to fight this case. I ain't even do this shit. But guess what? I ain't about to do 15. Okay, give me the give me the two to five, man. Yeah, I got it. Y'all with it. Big dudes doing that, too, man. I used, to, I used to think that was the dumbest shit ever, man. I was locked up with dudes, and niggas was just taking shit. And I'm like, son, man, you going to take that? You're going to take 18 months for one motherfucking bag, one fucking 20 a crack. You're going to take 18 months. You're going to take that. Really? Oh, man. They said they could give me two to five. I'm like, son, why are you going to take eight? I'm not taking no time for one bag, of one one crack. I said, man, tell them you want to take it to trial, man. This one motherfucker, tell me. Tell me you want to take it to trial, man. He go to court, come back. I took the 18 months. He's a fucking jackass. Man. But you got to see the public. He already knew, bro, born in his mind. He like, all right, fuck it. If I fuck around going here, these motherfuckers is going to stroke my ass, man. He gets shot, but he take 18 months. Plus, he got motherfucking two years of probation. 
What the fuck kind of shit is that? Son, what the fuck? For one bag of crack? Son, man. Nigga, I took a program, son. I'm Nigga, I wait these niggas out, man, six months. Man, I took a program, nigga, for a motherfucking hundred bags. Nigga, a hundred bags of crack. Nigga, I took a program. Nigga, I don't want to sound talking about. I, I, I'm a user. I need, I need a program. Nigga, I need help. <laughs> Over here doing well. This is the first time this has ever happened in their history. 
their history shows that their first enemy that they was fighting over a bone with was their cousin. You know what I'm saying? Feudalism. All that feudalism. Shit that we mimicking now. So it really, really confesses how, how much really they've dominated our lifestyles with their culture to some extent. You see what I'm saying? But they're doing very well. I'm talking about Jews, for example. Jews always did better in Islamic countries than they did in Christian countries. This is the first time in their history that they've been doing well over here in America. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What they say, what the elders say, we are the fucking glue. That, that keeps them from being at the bottom of the fucking totem pole because it's a lot of motherfuckers. Sort of, sort of, when we, let's take that and ride with it, right? Mm-hmm. They can't hire all of us. You know, they'll hire some of them hire all of us because, like, they're 40 acres in the mule. They tried that shit. Poor white folks found out about it and burnt the shit down. So what am I saying? They have a large contingency of poor white trash that they keep around as well. And they do sick shit like, like when we talk about cracks, when we talk about not just niggas going to jail, motherfuckers dying, uh, or children getting separated from house. Look how many jobs that create for poor white folks. This let's look at it in this total aspect. Let's dissect this shit. From the fucking morgue, cleaning up the body, right? That's real. That's jobs. Those All the jobs. prisons, correction officers, they had to revitalize poor cracker towns. Yeah, like all the prison guards, the cleanup. Ah. Who doing this uniform, uniform and not 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 to even mention that the little pork cracker town, they get paid off, especially if they have a prison there, they get paid off the back end from the government for their population increase. All yep. the all the little all yep. the little all the people who did. and shit. Right. They get the they get more so federal state money. So it's highly uh profitable for them to have a prison in they in their motherfucking city, a little bullshit ass town. Then, then you got the baking goods uh, for a nickel a day. Uh-uh. Yeah. Don't forget about the commissary. We had the scam going on so hard up here. I'm a fucking governor. This nigga was getting people locked up, throwing all type of bullshit laws, and his wife was the one who owned the goddamn commissary. All your commissary had to go through his wife's company. That's guap. God damn. Don't you make money. Family, listen what I'm saying. Don't, don't forget my bell. Don't forget the phone. Don't forget the phone. Listen what I'm saying, though. Next time you have a little, next time there's a tragedy in the hood, and there'll be one, and I'm not hoping that there'll be one, but you got, there's a science to oppression. Just like the crackers created science to politics, right? Next time a calculated, uh, 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 or organized crime takes place in your community, because that's what it is, right? If it's a murder, if it's something of that nature, observe the various careers that's going to appear on the scene. The paramedics, the police, more. Let's just say the family had a, 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 a children, the state coming in, right? Social workers, you know what I'm saying? Then the motherfucker get cracked who did it. Like, just come in and say, the prison system, all of that. Now, this, that's called neocolonialism. So it was in the past 75 years, in the 100 years, it's been going longer than that, but since the privatization of prisons and shit, right, white folks have been eating very well off doing what they thought was, le- and still think, is legitimate jobs. 
or making a legitimate living. And the worst motherfucking crackers is the law-abiding cracker. Because every law support white supremacy. You know what I mean? You got some niggas who mean, oh, Jim's all right. He's all right. He don't do nothing wrong. What you mean? He just adhering to the laws. He no penalty of exile from his own people will be very harsh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So to some extent, they in support. They, they may not be directly supporting white supremacy, but they're in the career of white supremacy. Uh, you said so they don't want to see crime going down. Mm. They don't want to see crime going down. Jobs. It's a science to this shit. Them are the ones who keep the shit going, uh, McEnroe. It's the everyday motherfucking mom and pop shop cracker. Them are the ones that keep the system of racism and white supremacy going. That is white power. They the glue. They that, the that, fucking glue. I don't know what that nigga hit that. Everything is a nail to a hammer. This nigga just hit it. He just hit nigga. He a hammer. Now listen, what he just said is right and exact. It couldn't be white power without the paramedic. They just cooked. The, they just took. They just kicked the sister out the hospital. Who did that? Nurses, security guard, <laughs> doctor, people who were just doing their job, right? <laughs> they, uh, that's that's what they hide under. Nigga, Rogers, nigga, emperor got no clothes on. He just showed you what is white power. Your job, motherfucker. Hmm. It's economics. That's what you support. It's property. That's what you support. All crackers support the ideology of of property. Word to H. Rat Brown. There is no political party that's anti-property. And what are what are what are black folks considered? Why was you briefest of a man? You property. Nothing changed. They don't. They can't afford for that to change. He just told you why. I I wouldn't have no job, nigga. If you ain't dunking a ball, I can't have ESPN. How much money ESPN make? And even still, you on an auction block. They looking for the best Negro specimen. Yep. Yeah. Forty five ninety five ninety five ninety five sold to the Lakers. Come on they, now. Used to, hey, used, to be but, used to be butt naked. Now they put a suit on you and tell your mama to come on to the auction house. Yes. Yeah, now they squeeze your muscles on the suit and say, yeah, tap you on the head, put a hat on you. Yo, listen, man. These motherfuckers go as far. They put you in a lottery. It's a corporate yeah, branding now. A team will tank. A team will tank their season to try to be number one. They'll lose money just to try to get him on the back end. Yeah, hey, all right. We want the Lakers to do it right now. Get us a top Negro right now. We top one of these niggas we can get. Go hit him in the lotto. Put your ass in the lottery. But see, that goes deeper than that too. Okay, okay, okay. Let's 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 let's, let's, let's dissect that shit. Who who the high? I I don't keep up with it. But right now, who the highest paid athlete right now? Um, you said athlete. <laughs>
No, nah, one of them soccer motherfuckers, man. I forgot. Uh, they make. They, they make. It, it really don't matter. That's the whole point. It really don't matter. Oh, why am I saying this? Why are they getting paid that much money in the first place? To keep people attention. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Say that again. Yeah. For attention. So, notice, notice they they only give them to the certain motherfuckers. Remember, 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 crackers study charismatic people. Charismatic people have to be bought. You see what I'm saying? Look about that might be your line. I think you might have to move a, move your mic to something. Or move your mouth away from it. I don't know. But I think it might be your line that's making that noise. Go ahead, speak again for me. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I Oh, we can, we, come on, come on, come on, come on with it. But yeah, they do get paid a lot, Chris, and you do have to have a certain type of um, hood spot, whatever. You gotta have a certain characteristic. Business, you got money. Speaking small hat, bro, boy, hutspa. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You gotta have some hutspa, know what I'm saying? <laughs> Something about you. But you know, we we, we portray our, our we are portraying our own revolution. You know, uh, building with a family member. They hit me in the head, made me look up some shit. How many millionaires do you think we got in the U.S.? Black millionaires. Yeah. Mhm. Um. Easy. Easy five thousand. Okay. Easy that. Buy more than that too. Yeah, buy more than that, but I'll say easy five thousand. I'm not going. Well, the conversation that came about how you know we should have enough millionaires where they could take a state wherever we at, uh, a city or hood, and help build our uh, economic infrastructure there. You know what I'm saying? Revitalize shit, homes and shit like that. We got 35,000, as of 2013, 35,000 uh, Africans in this country that are millionaires. Mm-hmm. That's a damn shame. Again, again. That's why. We got to understand the value of money. That means money is a peso. Yeah. We don't understand that. We really ain't going to understand that till it's too late. Unfortunately, you understand what I'm talking about. But that's the only reason. It ain't nothing else. And plus, if they try to do anything else, it's war. Well, I would like for them to try. I I would like for them to try so I can see that it's war. Let's let's put it to the test because the 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 whole thing is that other groups are working together amongst their own for them to have an economic base to have shit as a whole. Fuck a base, whatever you want to call it. They they holding each other down, you know. But we not holding each other down, and it don't make no sense that there's thirty five thousand millionaires and our hoods and, and shit is in the condition they in when they coming from these hoods. There's probably about ten of them. Out of the thirty five thousand, probably thirty five of them will really try to give back to the community. Because we all dealing with first the thing you got to do is move out. That's what they do. 
first thing you do is move out, move up in the way. Separate your you know right yeah. Get your crack on big mate. And the second thing you do is buy everything foreign. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, know, I'm down. I was down in Atlanta. They got a whole community. All these black people out there millionaires, but they just like crackers. The whole community looks like a, a white community. They out there, everybody trying to do the same shit. See, and, and that's too late. That's, see, that's the 100. That's the 100 multiplying. You understand what I'm talking about? That's the, that's the Greek fraternal members and the Masons. And they're really retarded. You know, they're really um, not bright at all because they would rather their enemies come into their hoods and feed off and, and get filthy rich. Because that's all that's around the way for their people to access to get some resources. Instead of them coming and having the fucking corner store or the, the supermarket or the farm that the food comes from, the supermarket, or the truck that distributes the food from the farm from the south or the west to the motherfucking east coast and that, right, vice versa. They're, they're very ignorant when you think about it. Oprah ain't so bright after all. What you see happen to in the black community when 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 one of our peoples get bread, you basically got the field the field nigga and the house nigga dynamic. You know what I'm saying? And that's why that money ain't. You know what I'm saying? You really don't got too many people who've been through our type of experience. So when we get bread, you know what I'm saying? For the great deal, you're gonna get the field nigga house nigga dynamic, and that money's going pretty much caused that black individual to separate himself from his people because they feel like if they fuck with their group, they're going to lose their fucking bread. And they ain't about to risk that shit. It's just a feel nigga house nigga mentality. From my perspective. But, but even deeper than that, though, bro, you got a lot of niggas. Like, we got these niggas that turn around and, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and pimp on the niggas. You know what I'm saying? Once they, I mean, you see, you see niggas is a, is a, a wealth of, of a mass of money. You know what I'm saying? And you got uh-huh. these niggas that, that is black power, you know what I'm saying, that are turn around, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 yeah. and not using that for the betterment of a steel. Once they got there, I mean, get up to a certain level. Nigga, we go to the penthouse, fuck the hood. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got, a, lot of ch- you got a lot of millionaire churches, too. It must be 100. They keep taking, nigga, this motherfucker, he robbed my mama every week with a smile on his face. Mm-hmm. But I'm wrong if I put a bullet between his eyes. See what I'm talking about? My own mama would hate me. My own mama would hate me. That's that slave mentality, man. You hate me. You kill my pastor. You feel me? Niggas is really, that's the thing. What you mean? That's how I'm getting to heaven, nigga. You don't want me to go. That's insane. <laughs> niggas, niggas is pretty much still living like they on the plantation, man, because we still under slavery just took a different form. But it's the same reality. So we still living like, you know what I'm saying? We still living like that. Like, so you still my- they just spread the plantation now.
You know what I'm saying? These, you know, even if you say that, listen, right, all right, we ain't in slavery right now, man, we can leave. How many people actually leave? Shit, I ain't even left. I don't live in Germany before as a child. You know what I'm saying? Can't leave. That's why I keep saying it's bigger than Nino Brown. Nicaragua told you what had happened. Now, I'm going to finish putting the icing on the cake. What had happened? The world been corporatized. Mm? Mm? Everything's a job. Mm-hmm. Huh? Everything can be a mercenary is a job, nigga. Huh? All right. Hey, man, I ain't doing nothing wrong. I'm just doing my job. Just doing my job. Why you getting mad at me, bro? I'm just doing my job. And that's what the cop's doing. That's what he's saying. After they're like, what you do to that young man? You know, that was all right there. Hey, man, I was just doing my job. And that's why when we understand that, and we understand that, we, we we just we see the various uniforms wearing bail white supremacy. I mean the literal. I mean, no, 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 Make it right. That is white supremacy. Let's be clear. Them them occupations, what you describe, is white supremacy. You dig what I'm saying? It ain't it ain't a motherfucking Ku Klux Klan member. That is the Ku Klux Klan. Word word. It's your neighbor. You see what I'm saying? Okay, when you when they say okay, for example. There are more motherfucking crackers studying criminology than going than becoming doctors. And, and when they go to the they getting trained on how to get away with killing niggas. That's it. They feel the expertise. All right. From the legal, from from paperwork to apprehension. You see what I'm saying? To to the to, to the time of death. What you mean? To the time of death. Them motherfuckers want to touch our. They want to be the first ones to touch our babies when they come into this world, and they want to be the last ones to touch us when we, when we leave this motherfucker. Ain't that some and, shit? They touch you in the gut. That's the only fear I got. That's the only fear I got this cracker that during slavery, because no one want to deal with this. That's why I like, uh, 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 wasn't it Harry Washington, mm-hmm. uh, 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 medical apartheid? Mm-hmm. Look, at, look at Europeans during the Civil War. They were so primitive with their medical work, if you got shot in the toe, it was cutting your leg off, right? <laughs> then all of a sudden, in, in 50 years, they had a whole process to this shit. What did they learn their knowledge from? Right, right. The slave trade, because if you were slaves, you, you was property. That's what it is. So they've learned, they know something about us. By, I'm telling y'all, man. They didn't cut on. They they know us biologically. They know us very well biologically. Well, they know our they know our physiology and our biology. You know what I'm saying? That's what scared me. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what they got. They got over a hundred years. No, 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 no. Eighteen sixty-five. What? Two hundred years. It's gonna be two hundred years. One hundred fifty years of medical research. All that medical research. Is, is the foundation in America, if it's coming from a cracker, came from us. And you know all he ain't lying. We're the specimens. You, you know all Still the off. hospitals had slaves. Niggas telling me you can get niggas get a free dental work in the pen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I say, yeah, yeah. Man, they still get yeah, you now with Medicare. Got free medical care, all right. 
Can't die on them. They will make sure your ass stay living because they got a motherfucking contract with the state for 30 years on your head. Right? State property. That's why, that's, that's why slavery never ended because they, that's, they don't tell you after 14, 15 minutes when you read that shit, they say, yeah, no man should be held in bondage into servitude unless you've been found guilty by the state and thus become state property. That nigga Benny Siegel was a genius. I love that nigga when he came out with state property. I know what the fuck you, you know what I mean? Nigga, you stay property. You were a slave. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Now, just think about that. Now, let's probably, because these niggas sold us, these niggas been helping trade off the revolution because they helped fuck up a whole mind of motherfuckers and give them the wrong direction, but they also did a little, they did a little good, but they did, these niggas, nigga, one nigga, Rockefeller State Property. Now, they made this, this name, this shit, thinking they was on some takeover type shit, but look how they subconsciously still end up selling white supremacy. Jay-Z, niggas be talking this whole, this whole, but the nigga named his company after Rockefeller. Do you know who, you know, I, I'm from California, but when I looked upon what the nigga did in New York, I'd be dead damned if I ever named him, you know what I mean? Rockefeller. State property. Niggas is buying the locusts, the slogans, you see what I'm saying? Subconsciously feeding into that shit as well. So, you, you indirectly still end up supporting that shit when your when your foundation ain't right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because when you got those history, that's the first thing they want you to compromise in order to be with you. Have to fully embrace their culture. They're more comfortable. They're more comfortable with me niggas wearing skinny jeans and pink motherfucking shirts and goddamn uh, uh, high heel penny loafers than niggas wearing dashikis. You know what I'm saying? Even when you got the, even if you got that pink shirt on and the pedal pushers and the penny loafer pumps, you know what I'm saying? You you still looking sad with white? You you seem like you in order with the program. You have to have a uniform that say you're in program because your color already says you're not. So with black people, it's a little you know we need some extra, right? Ooh. Yeah, uniform, yeah, we need, so the, the nigga has to stay in uniform. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You see a nigga in the mailman suit? You don't second guess it, right? Especially when you talk about when they do their thing, when they do their uh, operations and stuff, they always got to, they, like you say, they, they don't know us one from another one. You know what I'm saying? Even if they do halfway know us, they still know us one from another one. We did the past shit. You see, uh, Martin Luther King, you know what I'm saying? They said it was the, uh, they had to make Jesse Jackson take off his tie so they could recognize Jesse Jackson. <laughs> Friendly won't be wearing no socks. Right, okay. No, notice the same thing happened. Like, when you when you second class to any motherfucking subordinate uh, uh, people, if you a prisoner in war, if you a motherfucking subjected to another enemy's rules in their land, they're going to give you a, a, they're going to give you a special uniform or they're going to they're going to ostracize you in some kind of way visually so motherfuckers know who you are. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
See, and when those things. Let me ask you this, Brother Nicolai. How can we ostracize the the, the betrayers of the Black Revolution? How can we put a uniform on them? What kind of uniform can we put on them? Because obviously, the snitch jacket ain't ain't working no more. (laughs) Niggas ain't scared of the snitch jacket no more. You hear me? They'll wear that shit now. They'll wear it proudly. So we gotta figure out another uniform to get his niggas. Like what's so what's so what's so unique about our people, man, is that we we always had different like when you look at Africa, one thing you notice is it's various tribes, it's various languages, right? We have no problem with motherfucking um with um change or, or, or unique characteristics. A motherfucking input. We have no problem with innovation. You see what I'm saying? Because African is innovation. If you even look at our culture with hip hop, for example, I remember when hip hop first came out. There were so many different genres of one culture. You know what I mean? Whenever we do something, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many genres of the shit because it's all original. You see what I'm saying? When the granny and them talk about blues, for example, we you know we'll get some visuals. There's so many motherfuckers who are so-called singing blues, but each of them sound different, right? <clears throat> but we know what blues is. You know, when we get into R&B, same thing with R&B, right? Same thing with rap. It hasn't been till recently, since they've controlled shit, that they've put everything into this one box. You see what I'm saying? That's when you know, it's for like, like, for example, when we talk about these jobs they're creating. Everybody got to work to survive. Every, every civilization, people got to work. But if they working for the benefit of the nation, but right now it's really showing you the true nature of the nation. You see what I'm saying? When you see China, the Chinaman is working to maintain China and, and preserve their 2,000-year civilization and love being what the fuck is. You see what I'm saying? I don't know what that is.
Cells attempt to open the skull was based upon a scientific myth that the bones of a black infant's skulls, unlike white infants, grew together quickly, leaving the brain no space to grow and develop. This premature closing of the black skull was held to cause low intelligence and perpetual childishness in adult blacks. When the infants died, cells castigated the sloth in ignorance of their mothers and the black midwives who attended them. What? That's crazy shit, man. Now read that again. All right, hold up, man. Get myself together, man. It's hard to read it too many times when you get it right. All right. This is medical apartheid. The dark history of medical experimentation on black Americans from colonial times to the present. Harriet A. Washington. Hmm. Page 62. As a plantation doctor, Sims attended many children, but he used only the black infants as subjects for dangerous experiments in Tiffany. A long misunderstood children's neuromuscular disease characterized by convulsions and muscle spasms. The tyranny that was epidemic among enslaved children was actually the result of severe calcium, magnesium, and vitamin D deficiency caused by chronic malnutrition. But Sims was erroneously convinced that it was caused by the displacement of skull bones during birth. He took a sick black baby from his mother, made incisions in his scalp, then wielded a cobbler's tool to pry the skull bones into new positions. During this time, now this is Sims talking, during this time I would occasionally puncture the scalp over the lambodial suture with the point of a crooked awl and prize out the edges of the paratial bones always with the effect of greatly modifying the rigid flare of the extremities. Sims' attempt to open the skulls was based upon a scientific myth that the bones of black infant skulls, unlike, unlike white infants, grew together quickly, leaving the brain no space to grow and develop. This premature closing of the black skull was held to cause low intelligence perpetual, and perpetual childishness in adult blacks. When the infants died, Sims castigated the sloth and ignorance of their mothers and the black midwives who attended. That's some savagery right there, my nigga. I mean, that cracker opened up the baby's soft spot. Okay. Mm. So, with a fucking shoe out. I don't think it's... Did it say that? Yeah, it's an owl. Yeah, an owl. An A-W-L. And we won't let it go. We want to say that's in the past. Oh, oh, my God. Uh Uh-uh. No, I, I couldn't. Even, I only read this book once. I ain't. I, I ain't even go back and, and read it and put no highlights in it. Cause shit fucked my, fuck my head up. And that's the same cracker who um, did the the um, operations on women. The the father of uh, Gunner College. Sims. Yeah. Yeah. They got a statue for him in Central Park. James Marion Sims. Yeah, but you keep that book handy from now on out throughout this year, 
So motherfuckers see how real it is. Documented facts. The cracker saying it his own self. This ain't nobody making this stuff on him. But he said this is what I'm doing. I need that book. Medical part-time, huh? Yeah. Now, this is... Doing that shit right now to this very goddamn day. Doing even sicker shit than that right now. Oh, fuck it, man. And see, what get us is, first thing, a human, you know, before African said, how can a motherfucker do that? To motherfucker. Cracker... He's like, he's a, you know, we got to look at it like that butcher mentality. You know what I mean? You like to reverse engineer shit. Well, what you think, only way you really figure something out is to kill it and cut it open, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's his mentality. That's why he bring it in live. He can't watch it out there. That's, and that's the most, you can't, that's the most unnatural. Like, like we, obviously. But to bring in, how can you know what something is doing? But I'm going to bring it in and cut it open and check it AP. I can see your motherfucker. I can see you got an elbow. I don't need to check it out. Got to kill you to check it out. Mm-hmm. I have you in the sleep. <laughs> put the frog to sleep right there and there and open them up. I want to look and see how, how, how much pain we want. You can break your clavicle and shit just to see how you react and shit. Oh, we did it with no anesthesia. You barely did anything like. See, when you when you taught that you were superior to another species, yeah. you start you start experimenting on motherfuckers like that. You see what I'm saying? That's why I say the, the, when when they found out just how genius we were biologically, that was by accident. That was because their children was taught the myth of white supremacy. You see what I'm saying? So let me read something. Hold on, hold on. Check this out. Check this out. And you just said that. Look, these motherfuckers are doing experiment on something else, and then saying that. Look, well, we did it there. We can do it here. This look the Tuskegee syphilis study. This from the um, medical part-time, page one eighty-three. Some claim that the Tuskegee syphilis study was not a racist study because it simply mirrored a parallel study of Norwegian whites by Dr. E. Bruscard. In 1929, Bruscard reviewed the charts of 2,000 Oslo area syphilis patients who for various reasons had not received medications between 1891 and 1910. However, equating the Tuskegee study with the Oslo study is incorrect because the latter was a retrospective analysis of the Norwegian treatment data that had already been collected. Now they experiment in malign neglect design deliberately to withhold treatment from the unwitting. Even if the PHS had used a parallel design, it would be observed to compare racial dynamics driving black, white health consultants in segregated Alabama to that of whites in a more racially homogenous social welfare state such as Norway. But they tried it, though. They tried it. Look. And look, we, we did something like that over here. Why could we do that over there? And this is how the white man justify his shit. He find any reason for that's what they always keep telling us. That's why they listen, man. This is why these motherfucking Moors always be talking about some well, slave come from Slavs. The Slavs was the first slaves. Y'all ain't realizing that white people were slaves to the white people. You betraying the African Revolution. If you trying to make me remember that white people have white people as slaves, 
You betraying the African Revolution. I'm going to put you on a new over there. Ashe. We know, we, we know these motherfuckers do everything to everybody. You don't need this. They doing it to themselves. Hey, so be it, man. Not into that. I mean, why would you be surprised? Right. They practice. That's all they tell me. Yeah, this is what they do all the time. That's why we shouldn't have no mercy. All right, this is what y'all do. We didn't tell y'all to do that. You decided to be like this. You're right. That just show it show they it show their nature. It show that they that this is something that they've kept going for a long time. It's a natural thing for them to do. No mercy. Won't be none. But y'all yeah, pick that. Y'all pick that up. Y'all get a chance. If you get a chance to pick that, uh, Harry Watson and I, please do. Very enlightening. Anybody else want to add on? Still trying to catch my breath, man. <laughs> Yo. Well, um, I had, I had something from uh, Marcus Garvey. All right. I mean, if you don't mind that, uh, it's, a, it's like a few paragraphs. But he's like, in the fight to reach the top, the oppressed has all, have always been encumbered by traitors of their own race, made up of those of little faith and those who as, are generally susceptible to bribery for the selling out of the rights of their own people. As Negroes, we are not entirely free of such an encumbrance. To be outspoken, I believe we are more encumbered to in this way than any other race in the world because of the lack of training and preparation for fitting us for our place in the world among nations and races. The traitors of other races is generally confined to the mediocre or irresponsible individual. But unfortunately, the traitors among the Negro race are generally to be found among the men highest placed in education and society, the fellows who call themselves leaders. For us to examine ourselves thoroughly as people, we will find that we have more traitors than leaders because nearly everyone who essays to lead the race at this time does so by first establishing himself as the pet of some philanthropist of another race to whom he will go and debase his race in the worst form, humiliate his own manhood, and thereby win the sympathy of the great benefactor, who will dictate to him what he should do in the leadership of the Negro race. Okay, this next paragraph, um, I think Marcus Garvey is kind of like speaking for, like what the crack will be saying, you know. Uh, it is generally... You must go out and teach your people to be meek and humble. Tell them to be good servants, loyal, and obedient to their masters. 
if you will teach them such a doctrine, you can always depend on me to give you 1000 a year or 5000 a year for the support of yourself, the newspaper or the institution you represent. I will always recommend you to my friends as a good fellow who is all right. With this advice and prospect of patronage, the average Negro leader goes out to lead the unfortunate mass. These leaders tell us how good Mr. So-and-so is, how many, friend, how many good friends we have in the opposite race, and that if we leave everything to them, all will work out well. Black Power. Black Power. Mm-hmm. Like power, man. Is that how it go, right? Just come back and listen, man. Benjamin you know Crump. Mr. Charlie, I said it's colder. Benjamin Crump, types. Uh, that's what they come back with. Uncle Charlie, I really is colder, man. I'm telling you. I just was over there testing it out. He said you can get <laughs> A little prestige, a name. All they got to do is get, you know, normally nowadays what they do is they give you a title, man. All they got to do is be a title and a badge. Trust me, a badge go a long way. A title and a badge go a long way. Just like dressing up the nigga on the plantation and putting him in front of the rest of the black men out there. I'm looking important and shit. Top hat. Let's not work security. I worked security before. Uh, I put that security badge on. <laughs> you a new man. <laughs> Top cop, nigga. <laughs> yeah, if I grab you, son, you automatically weak. Yo, y'all think I'm joking. You think I'm joking. Trust me. People got some type of psychological problem. <laughs> they psychologically be fucked up. Because, listen, so I'm telling you, I done grabbed up some motherfucking crackers, some big motherfucking crackers, man, and where I know they should have gave more fight than that, but somehow they, they fought, but they just, they mentally was fucked up because I was the motherfucking kid. <laughs> I was security. Now, they get your ass over here. Get over here. Go on by the neck, by the scuff of the neck, all type of shit, son. <laughs> just, they just fall to the motherfucking bag. Trust me. They fall to the badge, man, because it's like some authority, and in your mind it's authority. So you, yeah, you might yeah. fight, but you ain't fighting as hard as you would fight. <laughs> it was average. <laughs> I'm feeling you, man. That's why they study psychology so tough, man, because they know if you can get a person's mind to already concede to a specific ideology or concept, they don't have to use force no more, nigga. You would just lay down. Like, why do niggas gun it out in the street? And then when the police come, who just came through and, you know, shot one of your boys or whatever, why do you put your pistol down when the boys get here? Nah, not real, man. It's real. It's like a lot of, we, we be caught up in that authority, like authority figure, man. I'm telling you. I, yo, I know that for firsthand, son, because I'm telling you, man, when I just grabbed jokers up, man, because I was security, man. Uh, they they acted a whole nother kind of way. They acted a whole nother kind of way where they could have they could have bought. We might have had a brawl out there. They said they might have got bad for you, bro. Boy. Yeah, so they could have. Yeah, son. I'll tell you, cause y'all, 
I'll let, I'll let snatch, you, snatch them up a couple at a time, son. Yeah, I'm going to get a body. Stop, <laughs> man. Or life, man. Rag, rag dollar them. Real silly life. You know what I'm saying? Grab and hold up. Hey. And, they, and your mind snapped, though, into, into compliance. Like, oh, I, I really need to comply because this is authority. He got a badge of security. Also for the first world. Man, you crazy motherfuckers. Got your fucking mind. No, but but no, 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 but that shows but what I, I just thought about that because it plays to that point of you no know I'm saying us being psychologically crippled already. Through the things that we go through, it has you already in a, in a mannerism where you're not wanting to to buck the system because you've been taught against that so much, even when it would be in your best interest to do it. A lot of times, that's why we see this same footage: the black man getting shot, motherfuckers laying in the street and shit. That shit is psychologically. Put out any any type of uh, resistance that it, that it, that you have towards the system. Yeah, you don't want to get you know, somebody. You know, somebody the Martin Luther King thing. It's about you don't want to get martyred. They so Martin and Malcolm, man. You don't want you. Do you want this? Everybody who everybody who was for civil rights is dead or in jail. You want that for you? All right. In the way they did Fred Hampton. You know what I'm saying? Punchy Carter. John Huggins, how they did these brothers. Right. A lot of murders to get to where they at now, to get the integration, yep. Yeah. And still, and in the end, shot the motherfucker who brought it all into being, Martin the King Jr. Okay. <laughs> right, they kill him, right? We're going to kill King, too. <laughs> you know why they killed him? See, influence is a motherfucker, and even influential people can get influenced. And in my opinion... It was that motherfucking meeting he had with Laj Muhammad. That fucking Laj Muhammad turned him out, per se. Feel me? Yeah, made him start thinking about the shit differently, man. Laj Muhammad did what the sister did, brother. Laj Muhammad showed him the def- you know, showed him the definition of black. If you listen to that last speech he had in Memphis, hmm. he, he's focusing on the word black. Black is beautiful, you know what I'm saying? I don't care if somebody told a lie. Right, y'all. He was in the classroom. <laughs> yeah, talking about black. His mind was, you know what I'm saying? He had to change up, man. He had to change up. He had to change your heart, man. You see what was popping? But he was surrounded by black traders who betrayed the African Revolution. Back to heaven. They smile in your face. All the gotta take, take your place. <laughs> right, the back is right there. And that's expected. Anytime you're surrounded by motherfuckers, and even now you got to even question it. If you surround, if if you came, okay, 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 let's just use this. If you came out with a movement, it wasn't based on economic gain. But end up being some real, real, real social political shit. And if the shit 
rises to the occasion and it's blowing up. And if you look around, you're not surrounded by motherfuckers who you started the shit out with and y'all came out the sandbox together. You surrounded by motherfuckers you just met? Or you surrounded by motherfuckers who are looking to... You know, you know what I'm trying to say? That? And, and that's the hardest motherfucking part I've noticed about this movement is when motherfuckers make the... Make the uh, make the decision to say we need to start unifying. And there's not a clear grounds on what we need to be unifying on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what uh, Brother uh, Coakley said. He said we will not be unifying around immorality. He said, you said we're going to take down the white man. Then later on that night, you tell me to watch the door. Because you married and you don't want no you don't you don't want your wife to find out you about to knock off this chick. So he said if you will not hold your word to the ones you love, the fuck you gonna keep your word to me about knocking off this white man. I'm paraphrasing that. Hey, I won't even say morality because shit, immorality, because a lot of motherfuckers are basing on morality on European standards. Oh, like I, know, I know our motherfuckers are doing what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, anytime I went to jail, my nigga, the last time I went, nigga, I had to, conv- nigga, that's when I knew the message of RBG soaked in. Mm-hmm. I really tell every motherfucker, nigga, I ain't done nothing wrong. In the I sense of surviving, you feel me? I'm not gonna be one of the niggas. I didn't take advantage of these opportunities. Or every nigga that's in there, nigga, you in there really for for surviving? You in there for not dying? You in there? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, you in there for motherfucking doing what you were supposed to do to a certain degree with the system left you playing the hand you was dealt. No, but you got niggas who be in there who who really be. Searching for God. But God, the God you searching for is a, it, it rep, represents the same God who putting you in them shackles. You see what I'm saying? I'm just going to turn my okay. light on. Yeah. Because that's the reward that may get your ass out of jail sooner, right? You got to turn your life around, right? What, what the fuck was you doing, my nigga? Because if you turn your life around and you ain't thought no about your history, you gonna end up becoming neo-colonialist because you was pu- you was punished by the system. You see what I'm saying? So therefore, you 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 you, you didn't use your history to say, "Hey, I got a history with these people." That's why I'm getting this shit. No, no, no. You, you use your time to reform yourself so that you can become neo-colonialist and go right back into serving the same system. You know what I mean? You're benefiting from it now, but you're still serving it. It's a vicious okay. ass people. Nice it's a vicious ass people. Hold on, it's coming back. Well, I think we just can't cross talk or something with the brothers. Hello? Yes. Yeah. Hey, Black Power. Black Power. Black Power. Hey, this this brother Equine, um, calling from South Carolina. Brother from uh, Repat Nation with Taya. RBG and uh and Insu family. Hotel, peace, black power. Black power, see? How are you tonight? Black everything power. everything is lovely. I'm just uh definitely listening to the show, family. And um 
I'm down here in the South, in in the Carolinas, and why everybody why why everybody was talking, I was thinking about um, you know um, why why we why we are still going through this stuff, and like the brother was saying about unifying, and then you know not that we unify around some bullshit because I'm pretty sure you all are in the fam, part of the RBG fam, and you pretty I'm I'm pretty sure you may be privy to some some bullshit really going on right now in the RBG fam. Um and it's like us taking shots at one another. And this would be equivalent, like I was telling somebody, to like soldiers in a time of war where they basically draw their guns on one another. When you have to look at like what are they unifying around? You know, we have to be unified around the moral sense of self. And I think that's what the lad what the brother was just talking about, about identity and about morally respecting and identifying with, with self, doing the things that are moral for the productivity of self. And that's where our people collectively, like us, on, we on the phone, us few, we may be saying that as black people, but like the collective of black people, we are not doing that. We devalue each other's lives. And, you know, we can definitely say, it was done by the by the cracker. Not only the cracker. Um, even with studying of the greats, the cracker wasn't the only one. You had the Arabs, which they are in our, our communities now, still blood sucking. Uh, you got the Jew, which they are crackers. Uh, you know, you got a lot of different people that have played their role with with basically taking us off our thing. Um, but then when I look at it in inside the 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 mind of science, how I see things. Like, I don't see nobody coming to save us. You know, uh, I think a lot of times, even with a lot of these marches and things, it's like they're still looking for someone to save us. And I'm like, if they haven't saved us in the past a thousand years, where have they been and when are they coming? Um, and, and, I, and I do know the, the, the solidarity of, of us as, as a people is something that we're definitely going to have to collectively um, bring together. And when we talk about unifying, we are going to have to unify on things that are moral to ourselves. My grandmother told me self-preservation is the first law of nature. And the, the, the fact that a lot of our men are beating our women, you know, we have, you know, even on the, the hip-hop, which is one of the most popular things now, we call each other Dr. Francis Crest Welsing. I shade to that great uh, grandmaster uh, teacher, she was one of the few that was able to articulate the, the doctrine that had been put down behind the psychological treatment that we had been involved in and that had actually been embedded into us. Um, so I, th I think uh, we were talking about psychologically earlier. And, and when, 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 when we look at it, because us over at Repat Nation and Insu, we involve ourselves with the spiritual aspect of everything. That's when you go back to voodoo or juju. And that's what we see in, that's what's, what's going on now, where black people, instead of looking at ourselves and, and looking at us as being plants where we want to take and water that thing, we're stomping on each other, we're spitting on each other, we're cutting each other down. And even in some of our com most conscious communities, we're still doing this. And that, that you know, um, you know I, I do know that I guess time is allowing us to exercise that. You know, we, we have to come up with a better solution. 
we're going to have to get ourselves out of it because I don't believe in no Jesus. I don't believe in none of these. You know, it's it's all within self. And if we don't do it as even the elite of the pro-black community or, uh, uh, you know, the conscious community, I'm like, well, 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 who's going to do it? So I'm I'm definitely um you know I I I I I'm definitely wanting to evaluate this issue as well as everybody on the line is and definitely just just put my input and and I, and like I said going back into particle magic because that's what voodoo is that's what juju is that's what the cracker has done on us he has us participating in his ritual juju voodoo is done through ritual through sacrifice. He has us out here sacrificing on his jobs to do the shit in order to bring his thing into existence. He is performing basically our sciences that were once given to us, and, and they were ours, not given, but they were cultivated by us. Now we have allowed him to have that, and where we spend our time giving $11.5 billion to Jesus every year, you know, I think that really cites you know, a bulk of our problem as, as black people. When we're talking about the green, the sustaining, the prosperity of, of, of us as a black people, and also our ancestors. Mm-hmm. But, man, you know, we see a couple of things going on in the black power community. That's, I know exactly where, you know, where you're coming from. And, yes. you know, this is... As we said, we so young, right? We so young and so new with this communal type of thing that we work in. It's been a long time, you know what I'm saying, since we even tried to work some type of communal thing between Africa and different places. And so that's one of the things I think is the growing pain of becoming a community. True, true. Which, which is bound to happen when we are, it's not like, because we're dealing with a community that's spread apart. It ain't like we all living in one one neighborhood. This a whole different type of uh, type of community that we're trying to build and trying and we're not trying to that we are building. You know what I mean? This is and so with that distance between each other. Also, sometimes it brings, of course, uh, you know, mixed communication. You know what I mean? Uh, um, you know, lines of communications across, uh, and the checks and balances have not been mm-hmm. properly set for the whole of the community. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, 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 you know, it's like, well, this tribe, it, you know, we got we got more like tribes going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead of one nation. It's more like it's a lot of tribes trying to pull themselves together, just like like the United States. A lot of tribes, you know, and that's how it is basically. A lot of different mm-hmm. states, and everybody, everybody, you know, together in their own little state or whatever, and then they're trying to build with each other and outreach. To the rest of the nation, they're trying to build a united, you know, a united tribe from all over, and that's and that's the thing that's going on. You got different tribes where everybody holding different rules, and it's not just one set. People, you know, we all say that we come up under uh, under the uh, ideology of Garvey, but everybody is not like a UNIA member, even though the UNIA still exists. You know what I mean? It's, it's those type of things. That everybody we. We we into is we building this new we a new African so we building this new so that's what I, that's what I see that's going on it's just a lot of growing pains on that where you know um, I think it'll be cleaned up I think it'll be cleaned up real soon because um, you just can't put nothing in the all um, you can't put nothing in the dark if anything going on it need to be in the light immediately so then everybody can evaluate it 
But in that way, we can handle things in the, in the uh, you know, uh, the quickest amount of time. But when you put time on it, man, things fuck up. Oh, oh. Say, um, I would like to um, comment on that a little bit, too, because I, I think, you know, the brother mentioned Francis Cress Wilson, and I think it's, the reality is that um, we really haven't, I don't think as a whole, uh, spent enough time breaking down her work, uh, what it really means uh, in relationship to us and our behaviors. And the same thing with Dr. Amos Wilson, for example, because... Uh, I, part of the problem is that I feel that those that are calling themselves conscious or part of the conscious community forget that they're still sick. Forget that they still are mentally enslaved. Uh, and the only way you can forget that is if you don't understand the totality of what, what that indoctrination means, being raised by the enemy psychologically and having that psyche inside of you. That's part of the problem, you know. And, for you know, uh, I don't see myself um, as being an elite, you know. And I think that is the problem of that conscious community, that um, because we don't recognize uh, that we are still sick, I am just as sick as somebody who has not read the works of the master teachers yet. It's a process. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of introspection, getting really real with yourself and catching your behaviors and, and analyzing it. It's it's not an overnight thing, you know, and I think that's a part of the problem that I see with those that are a part of this so-called conscious community and why you have these uh, incidences constantly coming up. I look at it as being uh, the behavior of, um, you know, the Eurocentric uh, effects on our behavior, you know, um, the white defense mechanisms coming out. And I'm not saying that it's a conscious act. A lot of times I, I, I feel that it's subconscious, you know. You don't even realize that that behavior is coming out to cause confusion and things of that nature. Thank you for allowing me to say that. Baby, to me, family. And I add on for a second, family. First, I want to say that if you don't value yourself, then you won't value your brother or your sister. With that being said, when you look at what's really going on, you got a worldwide movement amongst Africans, global African supremacy, right? That means you have a whole melting pot full of different minds and ideologies, different uh, levels of street smarts. You have those that are hermits. You have those with looking at the revolutionary handbook. Everybody has a different position but when you have all these different mindsets and all these different formulas going into a pot, the end result is that there's no punishment for those that still hold on to their Eurocentric thoughts or their indoctrination given to them through the courses of religion or whatever it is that they bound themselves to back in the mental enslavement. Another thing is that when you have those who try to play too many positions or you have one group that tries to oversee another group, 
after so long of being around each other, they start to outgrow each other. And one real mental sickness that us as a people have never been able to really enforce a solution to is seeing your brother or your sister doing better than you or seeing your brother and sister doing less less than you. There is no reaching out of hands to see everybody as equal and on the same plateau. You have too many that's kind of separated themselves off or saying, well, if you ain't got this and you ain't doing that, well, then you can't be around us like that. It's kind of like high school click type shit. So it's like people are looking at each other, even though we're supposed to be unifying as brothers and sisters in one army. We're looking at each other through different levels of different classes of, of really a bunch of petty shit, and that shit got to stop. So until somebody, actually I ain't going to say somebody, until everybody, you know what I'm saying, come to the table and say this is what it is, you know what I'm saying, and and if you go outside of that, then this is going to be how you get dealt with. There has to be some source of punishment because if there's not, then you're just going to get too many people that's running off and running wild. But, you know, this is my own personal thought. I could be right. I could be wrong. I'm just sharing my thoughts, man. And that's going to be my final word. I ain't going to take up too much time. Black power. Black power. Black power. And then the whole time, like, we running, you know what I'm saying, niggas trying to get their mind right. The system of white supremacy is steady refining itself. And niggas figure out, you know, we you figure out a couple of pieces to the puzzle, and then the motherfucker then reorganize the whole shit again. So the real major ingredient, like um, brothers and sisters are saying, is that unity. That's going to be a difficult task. You know what I'm saying? I think the thing that's going to bring that about is just so much pressure coming from the system. Niggas ain't going to have no choice. Once the grocery stores close their fucking doors and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to rely on one another. Those are the things that's keeping us, um, keeping us, at, at, at odds, it's the small little everyday things that a person needs to be able to get by day to day, food, clothes, and shelter. Really break it down, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers controlling the basic natural resources people need to survive, so as long as you got that, you're going to have people scrambling to try to get the basic essentials to just get by day to day. Now, yes. niggas is like, hey, go ahead, brother. No, you right, brother. Go ahead. It's like, shit, now we, we done been over here for so long. We think we need shit we don't need. I mean, you really don't necessarily need electricity. You know what I'm saying? It's something that is, is useful to have, but if you didn't have it, could you make it? Feel me? Uh, it, it goes like, you need, man. Do you need like five pair of motherfucking sneakers? Do you need ten pair? <laughs> do you need, I mean, shit, do you need yeah. fifteen pair of jeans? Thirty shirts. You know what I'm saying? That's the shit where it's not. It be it be the little things. It be the little things. No doubt. But I'm well, saying like, okay, if niggas had to really do some like some conflict, some combat, power going out, gas going off. And there's other things that you can do to 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 
offset that shit and deal with those conditions, but the average every motherfucker wouldn't understand, like, okay, you can know how to start a fire with flint, flint rocks and, you know what I'm saying, sticks and shit. Survival shit that niggas would need to know, that's the furthest thing from their mind. And those are little things that motherfuckers is going to have to be geared on, going to have to get real basic and shit. It should be the furthest thing from your mind if you don't grow up in the projects. No, no, no. I'm not saying that it shouldn't. Sis. I'm no, saying no. But I, I'm just yeah. building off of what you're saying. I'm not. Um, oh no doubt. Coming no doubt. at you, you know, on a positive view. I'm, I'm actually building upon that. That should be the case. You know, no there's, there's no getting around uh, what has happened to us and the effects of that. And I just, I look forward to the day where we have a large consensus that is uh, there with the shit. Time is coming, though. Shit's getting tight. So I think, you know what I'm saying, I see see some unity coming about. I just see a lot of skewed, uh, you know what I'm saying, outlooks on how shit should be handled. Mm Mm-hmm. But I see, like, I see a lot of, you know what I'm saying, the Moors and these other so-called groups. I see niggas trying to unify, but, you know what I'm saying, I still see the remnants of, 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 of you know what I'm saying, colonial behavior and shit. And when you I say see, unify, you know what I see? I see everybody gravitating towards that red, black, and green saying, listen, man, we can come up under this flag right here, but they're not going to drop some of the um, religious ideologies. You know. Right. I don't know if it's a usurpation that's happening. Yeah, they want you know they grab the, they grab it and say, listen, we African, we African, but we the African this, we the African that, you know. Um, I'm telling you, now that's a big step though. For now that's a big step for some of for some of these jokers, you know what I mean? Which is a step in the right direction because once you start saying you African, you might just start to leave with some other stuff because it, 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 you know, just declaring that alone is an affirmation that should resonate in you, you know. Uh, and start to bring you back on home with your mindset. But that's the thing see people grabbing the flag and, you know. And what I hear, family, I hear a lot of doors of confusion opening up. Because how could you have different groups come together and say, okay, we can unify underneath the flag, making us one nation, but then after we unify underneath this flag as one nation, we're going to go off and create separation amongst each other again because now we're African this, that, and you now you have a new title. So now you get all these new titles that open up that's going to come with a bunch of, of new ideologies and a bunch of new talk and a bunch of new nonsense. That's not unifying, family. That's going every which direction but right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the first thing is getting that beast up off of off these uh hey rules. We can we work sometimes you know what I'm saying, you gotta prioritize your shit. You might have beef with a nigga on some other shit, but right now the main objective is banging trying to knock this beast the fuck off. Feel me? Not to say that it's gonna always be perfect harmony amongst you know what I mean, amongst I don't feel you. I don't feel you at all. Mm-hmm. I see the usurpation the same way uh, Marcus Garvey brought forth uh, the bullshit 
Drew Ali shit with the Moors, uh, the bullshit of Farad with the bullshit, the Nation of Islam. It's the same motherfucking thing that's going down because <clears throat> at the end of the day, how is it that every time I see one of these people, right, who are they citing? When when they're coming against somebody that's African-centered or they're building, they're in a build session with somebody that's African-centered. I don't give a damn if it's a he fool. I don't give a damn if it's a, 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 a Muslim fool. I don't give a damn if it's a more fool. All of them are citing, what, who, what works are they citing? Master teachers of who? African-centered thinkers. We are your master teachers to show the validity of what you stand upon. There are none. Black, black power, black power. Hey, hey, black power, and 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 that's that's absolutely what I say. Because on the path, I think that's one thing we gotta have is accountability. And like you're saying, who is who is your elder? Who is your baba? Who as it relates to being an African? Because I don't need no Arab to tell me how to be an African. I don't need no Chinese man to tell me how to be no African. I need some uh, African that holds accountability to himself as being an African, who's taught and led by the ancestors of Africans. You understand? This is well, like I think we're saying that, where people get confused and they want to be this and they want to be that. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's one thing we got to identify with is that we African, and I think a whole lot of stuff comes with that as being where we are right now because Africans fucked up everywhere, worldwide. You understand? For everybody. You understand? So the, a lot of these, that the Arab, the Jew, a lot of these motherfuckers done fucked us up. So I think we all in the same condition, same situation. So I don't think it should be, oh, this is going to work for us and this is going to work for me. And this is, and, and I think that's where accountability comes back. We got to have um, tribunals. You understand? We, we That's what I'm saying. Like, we got to have some type of order across the, like a standard. Like, it's shit, like, you know, men shouldn't be beating on women, shouldn't be hitting on women. Men shouldn't be, you know, this shit should just be going across the board as it relates to accountability, the moral standard. Before we even get involved to try to do certain things, you know, I think that's what motherfuckers, like, we, we, we should have that. Like, but even as it relates to scholarship, like, people shouldn't be just saying any damn thing and don't have accountability to what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? They, we we got too much of that shit, you know, not factual uh, information, not documented information, and people just saying all kind of crazy shit. This, that's the problem with me, though, man, is that everybody has been trying to bring their moral shit into this, into this uh, you know what I'm saying, Garveyite movement. You know what I'm saying? When, when we, look at, we look at Garvey, man, he let everybody. I mean, he, he wasn't worried about about that moral shit as much as he was about the liberation. Said, niggas want to goddamn come in and tell niggas, pull up your pants, goddamn don't do, do, do. Look, man, that's that Muslim shit and that's that Christianity shit, man. Leave that shit over there, my niggas. Niggas over here saying, nigga, we smoking blunt and we goddamn me rocking on this knowledge, my nigga, and we about our liberation. You did? You did. We gotta have that's gotta be the main point, man. That's gotta be the main point. We talking about soldiers, bro. We talking about soldiership, my nigga. 
nigga, the morals of a soldier is not is not gonna be uh you know what I'm saying, pristine, my nigga. Oh, you gotta have discipline, brother. Every I think about the brother Simmons says, when you study the mind, Simmons, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, everybody, calm down. We can't have no cross talking. You know what I'm saying? Let's respect each other. No, no, nah, nah, I wasn't, I wasn't even speaking, brother boy. No, I, nah, I, I was just saying I'm it was no it, because everybody was, I, everybody was talking. It seemed like everybody was going in and wanting to start to break up. So. I think I heard Brother Minkara coming in, and then um, and then we can go. But I heard the brother. I heard the brother say something about discipline. I'm not speaking of, uh, against this against having discipline, bro. You know what I'm saying? What I'm speaking about is the extra shit, man. It's this extra bullshit, man. That you see that they are what the, the sister used the word earlier, man. And it was uh 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 goddamn goddamn. You know what I'm saying? She talked about usurping, I think she said usurping or something like that. Mm-hmm. I know okay. what I'm saying? To take, to take over a, a motherfucking movement from the inside. You know what I'm saying? This is basically what these motherfuckers is doing, man. You know what I'm saying? We're watching it with our own motherfucking eyes. We're watching these faggots take over this shit, and we're watching these motherfucking punk-ass Muslims and motherfucking me Christians take over this shit, my nigga, and Hebrews, my nigga. And what is they doing, my nigga? They, they, they turn around and they say, well, Garvey was a Christian. Get the fuck out! Get the fuck out of here with that shit, man. Get the fuck out of here with that, man. On the cool, cause where, cause if that was the case, why, do y'all would have been following them way back then? It wouldn't have been no new shit. Black <laughs> power. They can miss me with that shit, man. I'm gonna keep on cussing, smoking my blunts, my nigga. People in glass houses cannot throw stones. That's why I, when I hear tribunal, it makes me nervous. Okay, because with again, it means that we're saying uh, people are elevated over others. Well, for that to be the case, I need you to show and prove. I need to see zero signs of mental enslavement. I need to know all the chains, all the feathers have been broken off your mind, or at least ninety percent. I take ninety. Man, look, Brother Mickerai had said something. We, when we did the breakdown on the NOI, Brother Mickerai said something about the NOI and the fruit of Islam being attracting the militant niggas, man, in order to bring them in and goddamn me, calm the fuck them down. You know what I'm saying? Calm, calm them the fuck down. This is the same shit we're seeing right now. I say, uh, They're uh, using our shit, my mm. nigga. They're using our shit. To do that shit, my nigga. You seen the motherfucker let the motherfucker on on stage at the Million Man March? This faggot ass motherfucker in the motherfucking dashiki pouring libations, my nigga. Tell me y'all not seeing this shit. By power, I, I see you. Mhm. Mhm. If that go back to what I said, family, the reason why they're able to do that shit and get away with it is because there's no punishment. If there was a punishment for those who allow for enemies to come in and infiltrate the movement and then attach it to some sick shit or some savage beast shit, if nobody stands up and step forth and, and does something about it, they're going to keep doing it. Why? Because everybody's saying it's okay. Nobody's saying this shit is wrong. Nobody's going after the head of the motherfucker. That, that that opened the door and let them in and allowed the shit to be done. 
Mm. That's true. And, you know, brother, you, you say that, it, it makes me think, like Mitch and Farrakhan, for example, and the violation that the brother mentioned among the uh, multiple violations, unbelievable violations that he did that day, right? You have, he's surrounded by so-called self-appointed leaders and teachers who turn their back to it, close their eyes, right? They wasn't there, didn't see it. And I seen you there. I see pictures of you there. You got video of you there. I know you heard it. And you have been silent. But yet you want to talk about morality. I think that shit is killing us. I think my personal my personal feeling, man, is that you know what I'm saying as a as a as a nigga, man, I, I learned about Garvey early, you know what I'm saying? I'm really just really getting in within the movement, you know what I'm saying, strong as far as this last year. But it's to let me down, man. This shit to let me down, man. Because when I listen to Garvey, I hear talks of retribution, my nigga, of motherfucking me, goddamn me, of, 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 of goddamn coming together as niggas all the way. You feel me? No matter what this other shit, you know what I'm saying. And and and, and since I've been in and all I've been seeing is is no talks of retribution. You know what I'm saying. All talks of motherfucking me, Elijah Muhammad and 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 and, and goddamn all these other motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying. It had nothing to do with this shit. Shit is getting out of control, man. I feel the brother when he said let him down. I feel the same way. But when I look at those who are, whose actions have led me to feel that way, it makes me look at self more. And it makes me say, well, these are actions or these are things that I know that for myself I will not do. Or if I see people that are within my circle that are imitating these same acts, I got to cut them off and let them go. And that's a fucked up thing. And that lets you down because that's breaking the chain of unity right there. But the actions that's been taking place by, you know, a, a lot of what we thought were good brothers and good sisters or even those that portray themselves as being a high leadership quality have let me down personally all I can say is that all I can do is move with those that's around me and in my circle and those that have it in them and that live their life this way, I can move with. It's fucked up that I got to turn my back on my brothers and sisters that's doing other things that, you know, I feel are non-African or within the uh, footsteps of, of being non-liberation for our people. But, you know what I'm saying, it's only one way I know how to get to the end point, and that's moving forward. We keep going a few steps forward and more steps backwards. We ain't going to never get to our goal going backwards, so I got to keep moving with the motion, the energy, and the guidance of the ancestors to push me forward. Right on, right on, right on. Right on. I would like to share a quote from Marcus Garvey, going to what the brother said. These are his words. He says, I am willing to wait on time for my satisfaction and the retribution of my enemies. Observe my enemies and their children and prosperity, and one day you shall see retribution settling around them. If I die in the land, my work shall live. 
in the physical or spiritual, see the day of Africa's glory. When I am dead, wrap the mantle of red, black, and green around me. For in the new life I shall rise with Ra's grace and blessing to lead the millions up the heights of triumph with the colors that you all know. Look for me in the whirlwind or the storm. Look for me all around you. For with Ra's grace, I shall come and bring with me countless millions of black slaves who have died in America and the West Indies and the millions in Africa to aid you in the fight for liberty, freedom, and life. Black power. Tell me. Black power, man. Black power. Black power. Black power. Yep, we got the, the same people who say, you know, Marcus Garvey was a Christian, and in the same dress, they'll be talking about going to shake hands with some crap. And they don't like to bring that part up. But that, that song, I'm going to have to uh, get that quote from you, sister. Because I know I got a couple of other quotes, you know, with Marcus Garvey talking about bringing it to their ass. They don't nobody like to bring up. These the ones they try to keep that hidden. <laughs> That's taking a nigga history from him right there, man. You surfing history, man. Okay. Now you got, now his, you got uh, Noble Drew Ali was Noble Drew Ali was doing something. No, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Okay. Get the fuck out of here with that shit, my nigga. Black power. And so now they we supposed to let you wrap the flag around that shit? Queen, that showed that they was trying to usurp the shit even while the man was still running the shit. That's that shit show, man. These motherfuckers got no motherfucking no motherfucking sense, man. Well, they say no scruples. Okay. I mean, damn, you ain't got to read history. But shit, I know y'all done seen the SETI goddamn lecture. When SETI, when, when he, he beating up the two goddamn moors on the couch... And they try to front like, oh, Noble Drew Ali, uh, excuse me, no Noble, Drew Ali and uh, the great Marcus Garvey was friends and all this shit. And, and the general chopped that shit up. Okay? I, I, for Marcus Garvey words. Out of his opinions and confessions. The philosophy of Marcus Garvey. Uh, Queen, by the way, this is, um, I, I got this out of uh, Dr. Amos Wilson's book. But the, the join is from um, Marcus Garvey, first message um, to the Negro of the world um, from Atlanta prison. And it's dated February the 10th, 1925. I say thank you. Mm-hmm. What's going to be on that bullshit? Yeah. I always hear niggas say, man, we got to all be the, man, you know, we got to we gotta be able to leave our this at the door. This at the door. That's how the niggas been coming, man. And they be the same niggas that soon as they get into a heated argument, they go revert back to what they know. Like, my nigga, hold on, my nigga. You know, raise on revolution, my nigga. What you talking about? That shit sounds foreign language to me, nigga. Black 
Nobody Brother wants Tim, to you speak it to my heart. Bless how Queen, man. This one hunter, man. That's something we all know is the one we all know that's the truth, man. We watching it with our own eyes right now. We watching that shit go down, man. Get heartbreaking, man. That's where it goes back to what Brother Mickle was speaking on earlier, though. God damn me. You know what I'm saying? How we put the how we put the goddamn uniform on these niggas, man. So the real RBG niggas and the real goddamn me, you and I niggas, you and I eight niggas can goddamn me speak these motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? These motherfucking infiltrate. That's what they is. Shit. You goddamn you goddamn getting knowledge. You coming up out of the church, motherfucker coming up out of the mosque, just getting knowledge, right? Of of African roots. Then you coming into the African center goddamn community with which you're still holding on to your old shit. And then trying to bring that old shit, trying to create now this is the bad part about it. They try to make that bullshit African. Exactly. That'd be the exactly, problem. Like, so now. now you got so the, the, so now you got Ray Hagins with the Christian he he in there with the onk. Nigga, you, you, you come on my nigga. Come on bro. Come on my nigga. Let's be for real bro. Be for real, my nigga. We bang on that shit, my nigga. You trying to make it fit in. You trying to make it fit in. Now, did you hear the the men, not Islam, trying to go on the wall and find find shit on the wall and say something about Muslims? My nigga, we ain't trying to hear that shit. No, listen. The Muslims say that the um erratic is the, that's the that's the early early Arabic. That's their new claim now. The erratic that's on the Rosetta Stone. They could do all that shit under the RBG flag, my nigga. So in history, when history comes, man, you know what I'm saying? Nigga dig up these files from years later, years later, and come back and hear this bullshit, bro. That's what we got to be thinking about, my nigga, all the time. It's about goddamn when our babies dig up these FOG tapes, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Man, just look at what's going on now. History will be erased and it will be rewritten. The closer, the closer we get to the truth and freeing our minds and freeing our people, those who hold the keys to our destruction by destroying our history will destroy it and rewrite it to the benefit of their own structure of power. And that's exactly where we at now.
Welcome. I can come in and give a uh, PowerPoint for uh, Black History Month and bring in some people that they don't know nothing about. All right. Something that they ain't never seen. I'd like to share another quote. Uh, This is Dr. Clark. Nearly every book is modeled on the European concept of history, and nearly every government is modeled on the European concept of handling power. The oppressed can never handle power the way his oppressor handles it and handle it for the benefit of his own people. We quickly forget that the African concept of social living was the basis of power. We quickly forget that the African had every element that went, excuse me, ultimately into the making of a mistaken concept called socialism. They not only had every element of socialism, they practiced it, and they lived it, and they lived by it. Before the first European had a shoe or lived in a house that had a window. We need to ask ourselves why, then do we cater to and take our image from a very young people who came out of the icebox of Europe and began to make a virtual, excuse me, and began to make a virtue out of a physical defect, the lack of color. Let me read that one more time. We need to ask ourselves why, then, do we cater to and take our image from a very young people who came out of the icebox of Europe and began to make a virtue out of a physical defect, the lack of color, because they saw their lack of color as a deficiency, and they changed this defect into a virtue to make us think it was good. We all too often buy this and spend our time trying to be like them instead of seeing them for what they are and understanding the the importance of being ourselves by power. Like power, man. And that's um, Dr. Clark's um, Notes for an African World Revolution, Africans at the Crossroads, page 352. Mm-hmm. Got saying for y'all, you know, just the warriors on the line. So I'm gonna read something real quick from uh, Asafo by um, Baba Baruch. He say warriors don't pray; they lose their anger, knowing that it is righteous, responsible anger. They pray that it be correctly directed against their people's enemies. Warriors are healers called upon to do battle to heal their people's wounds. Unless and until spirituality is connected to warriorhood for African men, it will find no permanent or meaningful home for them, except in pacifying them. Five five. Mm-hmm. See, see, man, that's why you got morality talk, spirituality talk. Ain't no time to be spiritual and you, 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 you surrounded by demons, nigga. Maybe that's why the demons snuck up on your ass. You were too busy. So ask some more. 
while you were getting in prison, Bill. Listen, man, we got to get out of Mars. We got to, man. And, and we got to make freedom motherfucking practical. We got to practice this shit every goddamn day. You know what I'm saying? That's building weaponry. That's making shit you making you free. Right, and we do need a hierarchy. I don't know if a tribunal is the actual thing, but you know, you you, you do you need a community needs somebody like that. So the average motherfucker ain't making that call, nigga. You gotta go see the people, nigga. You acted up. You understand? And the people and the people put them there, and the people take them away. That gotta be the difference. Yeah, let me let me let me, let me hit you let me hit you with this little piece right here. This go this go y'all listen right. The brother say the main problem with us doing the don't hit first logic, and it is the most serious problem when we as African men are dealing with European men, is that they have struck us again and again without an effective or in many cases any response. In fact, they have struck that first blow so many times already that it appears that we have become so numb from their blows that we can't tell that they are still hitting us. How many first strikes do they have to deliver before we realize that long ago, that they long ago crossed the retaliatory line? You can't talk peace in the heat of battle, and you can't wait for the first blow if that blow will kill you. There is no returning to the battlefield from death, and there is no pride in a warrior falling without taking victims. Ah, motherfucking shake. Yeah, talk, man. My power. See, see, there you. I ain't got to say no more. Case closed. See, the the, the lack of recognizing we at war is going to be the cost. That, that that's going to be the price you don't want to pay, man. Uh, now that's what I'll be saying about the sense of urgency and acting like nigga. Reason why motherfuckers exactly. don't move. Because they got time. Ah, oh, I can fix that tomorrow. If everybody didn't know there wasn't tomorrow, shit would change. That's Speak on that shit, man. Speak on that shit. That's why the cat, that's why I said when the cat is cornered, reason why he come out whooping your ass, because he already done figured out, damn, nigga, I could be barbecue me. He knows through the Chinaman. He knows. Nigga, I'm going to get grilled, nigga. I better, I better come out on this motherfucker. And his hair going to stick up. His veins gonna come out. His, his veins gonna show. He gonna hiss at your ass and put them hands on you. And like like little Scrappy say, he gonna put them paws on you. Mm. Mm. And when he put them paws on you, you out of here. But see, that that's gonna be his last resort. He gonna try to run away. He gonna try to escape. But you trapped him. So he he know doom is here. That's what I'm saying. Long. The cracker ain't trapping us. He always keep you gate out, which is the way he wants you to go so he can trap you again. You ain't going to never be like the cat trapped in the corner. You all right, nigga, I can go out this way. Mm-hmm. See? That's called, that's called, you know what that's called? That's called a pressure relief valve. <laughs> always always out. Always. Uh, if you don't got a pressure relief valve, the shit blow up on you. Mm-hmm. Gotta create a relief valve. What's the relief valve? They material. Money. Little prestige. I leave you alone for a little bit, boy. See, it got better, boy. See? 
This is war. All war tactics. Everything they do is war. Because it's a perpetual war because that's the only way they can survive. Hmm? That's in their history. That's cracking history. I did what Dr. Clark said. I researched my enemy. That's why I talk the way I'm talking now because I know who I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with chips. You're dealing with a warmongering chimp. And if you don't figure that out, you're dealing with Caesar from motherfucking Planet of the Apes. I don't know what to tell you. You see what I'm saying? You detrimental to to our health, my nigga. You understand what I'm saying? That lollygagging, that lollygagging causes, causes our existence. You see what I'm saying? Look how much damage the cracker done did. He barely got here, family. Goddamn California methane heaven right now. The cracker industrial revolution in the 1800s. 1938, he done dug up all the oil, nigga. Oil gone. Done used it all. Put methane gas cavities uh, 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 in the oil, in, in oil cavities they created. Put stored the methane gas there. Shit got tapped in. Now this shit is all in the atmosphere right now. See? And they, they don't even know how to motherfucking crack. <laughs> That's what they say. They don't give a fuck. It's war. This shit ain't no game, family. And the more we do, nigga, the earth gonna be dead. There ain't gonna be nowhere to live. Hey, you think your ass gonna ask to protect the Mars now? <laughs> okay. And as Dr. Clark also said, the, the, the main curse of our people, the thing that has been the most deadly, is that we have the nerve to be humane with creatures that are not human. Right. Let alone so, humane. You're trying to be an angel with a land full of demons. It's impossible. It's impossible. See, and, and the only thing, only way wicked shit can rule is when, when righteous men do nothing. <clears throat> That's the only way. That's the only way wicked rules. Because the righteous nigga was like, nah, I'm cool, nigga. Feel me? Ain't fucking with me. Y'all niggas shouldn't have been. I'm holier than that, huh? See, it ain't never an issue till it's your, till it's something that uh, Mr. Holy got to deal with himself. Feel me? Popo shoot his seed. Now it's a goddamn revolution. Killing my kids, though. That's all good, nigga. Just, you shouldn't have been out there, nigga. Y'all was out there smoking blunts and shit. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Actually, you, nigga, if you was wearing your suit and tie, had your pants tucked, and all this shit, nigga, speaking proper English. You feel me, nigga? Literally, you say nigga every five seconds, nigga. I mean, shit, nigga. You know what I'm saying? You just saying nigga. You feel what I'm saying, nigga? And then the cracker won't see that you a black-ass nigga with dreadlocks. You feel what I'm saying? He going to see you one of them. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I want to ask something. Let me ask something, man. Because that whole ass nigga saw nigga hung up on me the other day because I said nigga. But anyway, I want to ask something because... I think it's cool that niggas be, uh, you know, all the protesting going on because that's like, uh, I mean, just a boy, just, uh, I mean, the people that's the best in their field, they're going to step up and do, or, the, you know, whatever they feel in their heart, they're going to do it the best or they're going to do it the most. And, uh, 
you know, it's like, you know, a child molester, if don't nobody say he did it, then he can't, he continue to have other victims, you know what I'm saying? But if somebody pinpoint, blows people pinpointing, then he can't get away with that shit no more. So I feel like it's cool that people protesting and everything, just a part of the evolution of what we call in consciousness or whatever. But I think the niggas that's going to stand out is the niggas that's just holding it down wherever they at, man. You know, fuck them niggas. See, you know, you can identify, you know, uh, them uh, fraudulent uh, ones by what they say, man. They always put their foot in their mouth, you know what I'm saying? So, you know. You can just identify them like that, man, but, you know, whoever hold it down where they at, that's how niggas is anyway. You know, you can't really just just tell niggas what to do, especially when they doing it, when they've been holding it down on their own hey, or they nigga, my, group my, or whatever. My, our favorite quote on here is uh, Dr. Khalid, family. And what, what, what do you say, family? Hold that line. Yeah, you, niggas got to hold it down, you know what I mean? And whoever gotta hold that line. Yeah, yeah, you got to hold that line, you know, and hold it down, you know. And, uh, you know, whoever, I mean, niggas is going to stand out naturally in their field and they, you know, what they do good, you know, or what they wanted to do, you know, when the opportunity was there, you know. So what did they do? You know, as far as getting together, that's the process. In the making, you know. Hey, real quick, home team. Uh, what's your age, my nigga? Thirty-nine. Oh, okay, okay. You sound like you was you 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 with the same age, Black Power, bro. Black Power. I mean, they even that was for the young ones, you know, the younger ones, you know, because uh. Just holding it down where they at, you know, because shit, everybody ain't gonna fucking just uh, move to what is you talk, whatever you're talking about. Just like, you know, what I'm saying you can't just be moving to what 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 is uh, somebody talking about, especially if it's not the right thing, you know. Well, I don't really know what that means, King. You know, I'm not looking for everybody. Uh, there's no expectations. Uh, you'd be foolish to have such expectations. You know? Yeah. Um, I know that I've been lied to, and I know the, uh, I, I recognize some of the effects that the lying to has, that I've you know, the lies that I've been raised on have, has done to me. You know, some I haven't recognized yet, okay? So uh, things that I know that are damaging, that I can show and prove, I feel it's an obligation for me to share with everybody. Anybody and everybody that want to hear it. And that's what I do. That's been the first step for me. Holding that line, you feel me? Right now. 
That's what holding that line means, not swaying your, uh, you ain't wearing flip-flops with this shit. You did. Black foul. That's, that's still toes on about this motherfucker, you feel me? At all times. No days off, you did. That's motherfuckers' problem. They want to vacate from this shit. I understand you want to vacate. Only vacation is getting rid of this motherfucker. The sooner you do that, the quicker you can sit black, baby. I say, brother, little, because you know, as I think I've heard you say before, you know, the enemy is relentless with his shit. He don't never take a day off. It ain't never a day off from pushing the white supremacy, the propaganda, the destruction of us. Never. Never. It's unrelentless. This motherfucker, 24, 365 with it. No pressure relief valve for that shit. The media, that's what I mean. We got to, you know, man, you got to counter that shit. If not, we see the effects of us not countering that shit. You see what happens. Got to reverse engineer all this shit. But that's why I'm just pushing, pushing. We need to push urgency. You know, we got to act like you know, back in Marcus Garvey day. You know what I'm saying? We can't act like you know, you know we got a future. But I think that's what called stagnation. Oh, I could do that shit tomorrow. Ain't no tomorrow, nigga. What's the problem with this shit? You know what I'm saying? You don't know what the fuck tomorrow going to hold. But we can't be always having tomorrow reserved in the bank as if that shit going to be okay. Nigga, you don't know if FEMA camp's going to pop off on your ass tomorrow. Nigga, you don't know what the fuck this piece got planned for you. But don't be sitting on your hands waiting for the shit to kick off and then react in. That's when it's too late, fam. That's all. I'm about our survival and, our, and, our, and you know, and shit. That's why I said I ain't got pom-poms. You know what I'm saying? Because the most, the most shit I know to get done with the driver motherfuckers when you tell a nigga they can't do it. The reason why the cracker beat your ass down you were king because it gives you a trophy for every goddamn thing you do. Oh, you did this, uh, get it. Nigga. I read uh, uh, Amos Wilson book or something like that. He was saying that you shouldn't praise your kids for doing shit they supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Nigga walking. Nigga, you ain't supposed to be cheering like, nigga, you supposed to walk. Nigga, that's what I'm saying. Like, nigga, we, that's what I'm saying. And pom-poms fucked up. Getting your head and shit. You know what I'm saying? But, nigga, you always on your grind. Because you ain't gonna never hit your pinnacle till you dead. And even then, you ain't hitting your pinnacle. That's what life's about. Oh, try to get better, reach perfection. Perfection ain't reached in, in one's lifetime. I would hope to think so. If not, then this life ain't shit. You can do everything in one lifetime, damn. See? You know what I mean? You can't. So so the objection to perfection is a lifetime's work. So any nigga acting like they imperfect. A shame. And see, that would be the thing that, you know, this it is African for us to have 
accounts, we, we, we see that that in the formation of the socialization and development of civilization, our African civilization, our society, that that was a part, a key component of it. And it started on a basic level, you know what I mean, with the unit of the family and then a, a group of families, you know what I mean, and then a, a larger group and so on and so forth. But I think the thing that would be, for me, you know, a, a tribunal of who, who, or a council, who's sitting on the council? Who who makes that decision? You know? If it's somebody like Ashraq Kwesi or, 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 or his queen and vice versa like that, I wouldn't have no problems because I know that they had the understanding of what you just broke down. They would not be... Uh, putting themselves as the cracker bees do uh are uh, uh, superior than 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 thou. Uh I'm infallible even though you know you're not. But you know you you, you, you front that way and, and you uh and, and indict your people that way. So that that would okay. be Okay. Okay, to uh, keep it one hundred ain't, ain't that uh, I believe that's our job, right? So we don't we don't gotta follow no hyena. Our job is to make sure we choose a lion. You understand? But and run the, with the lion. But listen, the people that are making that choice, where are you at? You you, you feel? You see what I'm saying? Oh, 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 okay. I got you. I got you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That That's crucial. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll follow I, 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 follow I, I, I don't know if, if we're there on that level. Uh, but in terms of there being... Uh, uh, understanding amongst us and uh, some kind of uh, movement amongst the men and the sisters, you know, know. the the kings and and, and the queens, where uh, those that are designed for that would give the self-checking. Because what, what I learned from the destruction of black civilization is that it's in our DNA to have self-checking when undisturbed, when left alone, for the most part, the majority of us. There's always exceptions to the rule, but the majority. So I'm all for that, you know, and what do I mean by that? Uh, checking pedophiles and and rapists and, you know, women beaters and, Checking sisters that abuse their children, you know what I mean, not you neglect them, you know. Um, yeah, the, the welfare man, of the community. You know what I mean? That 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 cause confusion in the community where he say she say bullshit. You know uh, that that that's a, a real effect that we we suffer from um, with our mental enslavement conditioning. Um, that that's a behavior that we we have. A, a lot of us, unfortunately, but that kind of thing, you know. But in terms of there being like uh, this body, you know, I, I like I said, I, I don't even know if we there like that. You know what I mean? Nah, need to get we themselves there. right. That, you know what I'm saying? That's what we need to get. Yeah, that's what we need to get. But I, I see at this time, ain't go ain't ain't gonna be no perfect candidate. So we're just gonna have to, you know. 
make exceptions, put somebody up there and say these are the guidelines and the rules you got to live by, nigga. Can you do it? Feel me? Because it's like you say all the time. We ain't, we all are not infallible for this beast, what he done did to us. He did a number on us. So, you know, we got we to gotta take that consideration as well. But we need a motherfucker that's responsible enough to know, oh, shit, okay, I got crackatosis right now. Uh, let me go, let me go, you know, get some medical attention. Yeah, take a special kind of nigga. It's going to take a special type of nigga to get us out of this, though. You feel me? It's gonna be, you know, we special people, though. I, I, I ain't worried about that. It's just, you know, just doing this shit. Stop procrastinating. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, the procrastination to our freedom got to be over. It's like, it's time. It's time nigga, we procrastinated too long. It's time to get it in. I was saying it's probably going to probably be a nigga that, you know, because, you know, different ones is going to stand out. But I'm saying I'm saying it's going to be a special kind of nigga because, uh, you know, niggas just stepping up, talk about um, um, that nigga and shit, man. You know, you know, niggas fuck around and get killed, you know what I'm saying? No, it gotta so, be a community, yeah. nigga. It gotta be something that the yeah, niggas like, they don't know. have to be behind this nigga to where can't nobody just get him, you know. That too, true. But again, if we cannot, as the, I'm in agreement with Doctor Clark in, in, the, in the quote from his uh, African Revolution book, that you know we cannot follow the Europeans. A concept or model for handling power. We we just cannot. And what's so ironic is that if we had uh, 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 when we get a real a basic sense of our system that our people laid forth before, as Dr. Clark would say, the European lived in the house that had a window in it, or or, or had a shoe and lived in the house that had a window. You know, when we look at our model that we had, that our people gave to the world, you can see where it has been pimped and perverted by the Europeans because their whole governmental structure is the same structure but perverted of that of the African. Now, we done read this from the destruction of civilization on this show. There were several chapters that dealt with that. They're down to what they call the Supreme Court and then the different pellets of court. There's no different than the council, the main council, and then the ones that were set up underneath the main one. So it's very interesting. I just think that we have to um, take the words of those that have or my, I know have more knowledge than I have or may ever acquire, like Dr. Clark. We ain't going to get there doing this European thing with this uh, one leader and, 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 and there's no checks and balances here. 
That's not happening. And I'm not fucking with that. And ain't nobody going to give me the fuck with that. I think for, for, for me, my perspective on it is that um, this shit that we need to get free is more like a suicide squad. It's a disposable model that don't need to be replicated, but it's something that needs to be done as a people. You got to develop this. We was in so much of a dire situation, we had to develop this suicide model. You feel me? Because um, that's, how, that's how bad the shit is. I mean, that's my perspective on it. This ain't no model we need to take and build upon forever. This is a model we need to just build to get us motherfucking free. And then once you're free, you can, you can set up whatever the hell you can set up. But um, I mean, immediate freedom is, is what's needed, in my opinion, right now. By any means necessary. Okay. So that's my whole take on it. Like, you know, this is a suicide squad. This is a suicide model, a uh, one-time thing. And, yeah, future references will get so fucked up, you can, you can, you know, pull the, pull the, pull the files up and see where it happens. But, um, you know, it shouldn't, it should not be replicated, nigga. And that's just my perspective on it. But, you know, I feel everybody, um, you know, it's black power, everybody talking about the same shit. You know, I love that freedom talk. Feel me? I don't like that motherfucking, I got to sit by and wait, that idle talk, man. Fuck that shit, man. Look at this shit on and popping now, man. You can always throw a rock that stock a motherfucker up. Sniper could beat me. Feel me? Banking the nigga up is a goddamn daily operation. To be part of the daily operation, it is. It has to be, man. Freedom got to be practiced. When you get free right now, it's banking your enemy up, nigga. Yeah, the pecker wood at the job. Bank that motherfucker up. You gotta be waking up saying to yourself, I am a revolutionary. And then go about the shit. I'm glad Brother Minka Rye, you know, exposed that right there. Nigga, the crackers, the job is, is white power, bro. What do you read? It's doing my job. Why ain't no such thing as a good cracker? They're just doing their job. <laughs> they just doing their job. Like Brother B said, these niggas top flight. You got top flight security cops. You feel me? They just doing their job. <laughs> top flight of the world, Craig. Yeah, of the world. <laughs> what job, man? They told me, hey, you got to go, man. You just said you got to go. Get him out of here. I'm just doing my job, man. I'm sorry, man. I, hey, I'll do what I have to do. Get you out of here. Don't blame me. Blame them, man. Yeah, blame them. 
Agent Smith. Yeah, it ain't my fault, man. I just got to do what I got to do. Hey, I'm doing what I told, man. That's it. That's it, y'all. That's it. Do what I told. Y'all portray the African Revolution, uphold white supremacy. Hey, I'm just doing what I'm told for that paycheck, sis. That's some boss. That's right. I'm getting that paycheck, sis. I got you. That's all that matters. Not your freedom. Not the freedom of your people or your babies to come. Damn, That's sis, you know matter. how cold the streets is? The streets is cold, sis. Right. I got you. Right, right, because it ain't about freedom. It ain't about taking shit. If it was about taking shit, you would be worried about the streets being cold because you know you're going to take somebody's shit. Goddamn right. Uh-huh. These motherfuckers took the You need to be watching for your ass. Right, <laughs> you know, since it ain't about freedom, it's about, you know, Making the conditions of your slave quarters as comfortable as possible. Oh, shit. <laughs> I got to make sure my GMO is in the fridge. Just, you understand me? Eat that Dr. Like, Sandy wow. shit. The fuck you mean? Our watermelon's got no seeds, nigga. None. What you mean? And you ain't worried about it. <laughs> you know, as if you ain't grow up since seeds and shit. No, no black seeds in the watermelon, nigga. What you mean? Yeah, them little Look, white family, ones. I had an apple the other day, family. Wasn't no seed in the apple. <laughs> you get to the corner with no seed. Wasn't no seed, B. That's out of control, man. You ain't had no goddamn apple then if it wasn't no seeds in it. Nigga don't know what the fuck he just ate. He had a frapple. <laughs> he had a frapple. You know, an astral projector apple, B. You feel me? A apple. No apple. The guy wanted a black My turn. I hope it's so much like black an astral projector my shit. Y'all mean. Oh, shit. Nigga, I got that methane third eye right now. Nigga, what the fuck you mean? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Yo, fuck ether, nigga. My shit straight methane, nigga. <laughs> you trip me. This shit's so horrible. I got a clown there too, fam. <laughs> have, they, have they declared a, a state of the emergency? Emer- how they say that? State yeah, of- you know how they did it, though? KPFK gave a five second announcement and shit. It should have, you know, it should have been on the regular news station. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the back page of the newspaper and shit. Because I didn't hear about the shit. You brought it to me, you know? KPFK, like these crackers is mad. They got the town. They have it. It's at the town hall meeting today. I got to check it out tomorrow and see where it happened and shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's literally down the street from me, like 10, 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, the shit where it popped off is literally like 20 minutes from me. Literally. Nigga, in traffic, nigga. Oh, yeah? Nigga, in traffic. If you know Cali, nigga, you know what the fuck I'm saying. That shit is right there. You 
So, yeah, man, that chemical warfare shit, you know, hey, they take it up crackers, everybody. <laughs> yeah, they take everybody out. You get, get one or two motherfuckers that kill the whole block, nigga. You feel me? That shit crazy, bro. But I don't no. doubt that they do it, shit. I ain't the pipeline, pipeline goes from from the valley where I'm at all the way to Mexico, my nigga. That's how much methane gas they pump it through that bitch. And the main one, crack. Nigga, 9% nine, nigga, 9% of all Cali energy comes from this motherfucker, they were saying, especially from the L.A. basin. So SoCal, they they hold all that. They they, they pretty much powering everybody in SoCal, nigga. 9%, 4% is leaking. Now, why didn't whole Obama have a press conference and shed a tear over that? that? For real. Huh? I'm going to even say Hillary. Hillary um, asked was just out here two, three days ago. She was on the Ella, Ella DeGeneres show. She was at the Slave and everything. She didn't say shit. She was on TV. Election coming up, that would have been good for her election, huh? To talk about some shit Obama ain't talking about. <laughs> California, too, no, man. Yeah, but you know, some real talk. All of them, you know, uh, this entire Democratic Party uh, and, and the candidates, and particularly, like I said, the so called sitting president. Because y'all supposed to be environmental friendly, green, climate change. Yeah, for the people. Huh? Huh? For the people? What? For the crackers, at least. You see what I'm saying? At least them. They fucking up, complaining with those bleeds this shit. They see some getting fucked up. They over here getting terrorized. Look at that man. They eating their ass up. Yeah, melody kind of block out a lot of that shit, you know what I mean? So it fuck with the gut. It fuck with the inside and shit like that. There's a lot of mucus, you know what I'm saying? But this this shit is really eating. It's cracking skin up. <laughs> they blowing. I seen the one picture of this bitch. She was blowing red. <laughs> yeah. It's a CH4. The bitch looks like a tomato, nigga. <laughs> Look the shit up. It's a one carbon oh, with Oh, shit, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? So they, they say, you know, that shit, that shit ain't going to get fixed till April. You know that shit ain't getting fixed. Yeah, they said this shit is worse than the BP spill. <laughs> so who's the corporation or the corporations behind this? Up the fucking gas company. Oh, so that's why Obama ain't have a press conference. That's yeah. why fucking Whoa. gas company. That cracker beast bitch Hillary ain't got shit to say. Whoa. Oh. That's funny. Oh. That's okay. Not no private company. No, it's the gas company. The DW. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's methane is one of the key 
gases that they blame on climate change and the holes in the ozone layer. Exactly, and all of a sudden they leak this much into the atmosphere that says it's going to cause climate change. Nigga, Cali's so goddamn cold right now, this is why. Nigga, it was 40 degrees the other goddamn day. Family, motherfucking 40 degrees. <laughs> I don't know, I can't handle that shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I can't handle that shit. <laughs> nigga, like out here, nigga, we put on the jail. Nigga, we bundled up 40 degrees. Nigga, see? Well, y'all, it says it absorbs the sun heat. Okay? It says if methane is allowed to leak into the air before being used from a leaky pipe, for instance, it absorbs the sun heat, warming the atmosphere. For this reason, it's considered a greenhouse gas like carbon dioxide. And there you go. So they just caused climate change. They ain't going to try to see these crackers, man. It's billions of billions of buckets, gallons, going kilograms going into the ozone right now, Pete. Kilograms, nigga. It's 84 I said kilograms. Times more, it's 84 times more potent, brother, little than carbon dioxide. That's what I'm saying here. Yeah, and it don't mean the shit been going on. How long that's over? Huh? That's why I've been sick. Nigga. <laughs> like a motherfucker. Oh, God damn. That's just the short term effects. Don't nobody really know what the long term shit is. Yeah, nigga, the long term is death, nigga. You know that. Nigga, my life expectancy, my shit just struck struck (laughs) 10 years right now, nigga. My shit just went down 10 years, nigga. So they they made it known in October that that shit was leaking. They said it's been leaking since October. Nigga, they made it known two weeks ago. What you mean? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They said it's been leaking since October, though. Yep. It was so bad. Reason why you knew that they had to move. They had to move everybody in the. They had to move all the residents out. They had to shut down the schools and shit. That's the only reason why motherfuckers really know. The niggas couldn't disguise that shit no more. Nope, that's what the Petro did. Yeah, man, Petro was got all kind of little cities, man. Motherfuckers don't know it. Like, nigga, all hood is right here. Nigga, you bank a left, nigga, you and Mexican hood bank a right. Nigga, this cracker's got all shit locked down. It's a whole new world. He's like, God damn. Streets is all clean. Nigga, you know how they got the smooth motherfucker roadways and shit. No bumps on the road and shit. You know what I'm That's how this one spot is, Port of Rats. That shit is all crack. That's Cracker Town. That's all Cracker City. All that shit over there is where they live at. That shit flooded about their shit. They got cities out here like that, man. Nothing but, nothing but goddamn white folks. Shit. Yep. And they got our last black uh, little fortress. They, 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 Park. they taking they, that over, some, too. I, I heard this. I heard... Uh, they said some of the motherfuckers got a clause in their goddamn contract 
when they buy a house, say they can't sell it to a nigga. Yeah, that's called homeowners uh, association, man. Eh? <laughs> yeah, we ain't gonna let you leave me. Let you buy the home if you ain't down with the function. You understand what I'm saying? The neighborhood get to vote if you can. You can move in that motherfucker. Hey, what you mean? You can move in that bitch, man. That's off the chain. Uh, Todd, uh, Jim, y'all know this motherfucker here? Uh, go ahead and call our police, buddy, and let's get some information about this motherfucker here. That's a negative. We already do a nigger love, but boy, you don't get no house. See? That's how they keep status quo. That's what I'm talking about. See what I'm saying? Every cracker with a job know that. And when I leave this job, I got to attend the status quo. Hmm. See? Nigga, I could talk. I could. I could talk. I could, I could talk to a motherfucking nigga at work, as long as it's light conversation. But as soon as it's at work, nigga, Jim Bob gonna hold that shit against me. Black Power? Yeah. Black Power, family. You know, I'm just sitting back in. Getting that good information from y'all, y'all making me, uh, you know, it's just definitely, um, we got a lot of work to do, man. A lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what, a lot of work to do. You know what I mean? I feel good. I feel good going about it. You know, I, I, and I know that we're on the way to win. That's the one thing that I do know. Like power. Like power. I say, that's what I say, Brother B. Freedom freedom is a massive job. They got employment for everybody. Everybody, come, right? Come get you a job, mm-hmm. bro. Goddamn right. African nation already exists. It's never going anywhere. It is we who have become disconnected from our Africans. It is we who have to reconnect ourselves to them. It is we Africans who have to change ourselves to fit within the unadulterated African reality. Nation building mentality. Again, another little piece from a softball warrior's guide to manhood by and Wally Moon Cable Monty Baruch. Wow. So say everybody it's a job for everybody on the freedom train. A job for everybody on the freedom train. Trust that. And for some more than one. Hmm? Wow.
He understands that the ultimate foundation for political activity and behavior is his own realistic analysis for himself of his situation and his circumstances. His ultimate decision, social, political, economic, and otherwise, must be grounded on the knowledge, on that knowledge, not upon a theoretical knowledge of people who belong to the enemy. Does it mean that he should not read the other people? Certainly, he can read the other people. But his ultimate decision is based upon, based on his own analysis upon the sound knowledge of himself and who and what he is and upon his reality. A true nationalist is not a purist to the degree that he is paralyzed. Some of us want to be nationalists but also want to be so pure that in the end we end up doing nothing. We end up paralyzed. We would go into business, but that's capitalism, isn't it? We don't go into that. We would do this, but that in some way relates to this ideology or to that enemy ideology. So you see the individual individual often trying to be such a pure nationalist until he cannot engage in real practical behavior. He is so concerned about getting his hands dirty that he dares not do anything at all. We can see the nationalist who is so hung up on his traumas of nationalism and capitalism that he dares not engage in any economic development. He sees himself as having been victimized by capitalist degree, certainly by European, until he becomes afraid of money. He sees himself so used and exploited for economic ends, he does not determine exactly where money and wealth fit into his social and ideological systems. Consequently, we get a nationalist who's hung up on waiting for African communalism to come into being, excuse me, communalism to come into being, or communism, who was also frightened to engage in any kind of business because that's capitalism, so he remains frozen while the other economic groups move into his community, taking his economic resources, unemploying his children, and using his wealth against him. Deducively, the true nationalists recognize that in this world, though we may want to be as pure as possible and may strive for perfection, it means at times we have to face reality for what it is and get out of the way of it what we can and get out of it, excuse me, and get out of it what we can and do the best with what we got not let ourselves be caught up in the puritanism that does not put, excuse me, that does nothing but set us up for destruction. The true nationalist is not caught up in the indecisiveness and in some pie-in-the-sky dream about classless society. He gets engaged in the true work of building and construction. Black power. Oh, sorry. And let me just hit this last one. This is important, too. The true nationalist is also not afraid to overthrow traditions when tradition mm. is unproductive. Mm. He is not one who just gives obedience, excuse me, obedience to 
the African tradition out of some blind ignorance. He is one who says, even though I revere the African past and I revere African traditions, that tradition can be built upon. I and my generation have something to add to that tradition. I have the right then to use the legacy of that tradition to confront, confront the realities of my current times and thus modify the tradition and see to the survival of my people. Thank you, Black Power. That's why I love the brother, man. That's why I love the brother. Motherfucker, man, gotta have a damn Amos Wilson University, nigga. You dig it? Straight up. See, that black nationalism, that's what's happening, man. Black power queen. Got me hype on that. Matter of fact, shit, I'm about to listen to Amos Wilson tonight when I go to sleep. Shit. Can't be so holy that we don't do nothing. You know, we can't be so moral that we sit still. Yo, have y'all heard me any time? Can't be an angel, motherland. Nah, nah, brother B, just heard you right now. Get the fuck out of here. On everything, just heard you right now, King. (laughs) All right. Well, That's why I fell back. I was like, "Oh shit, brother." All right, now we. I'm gone. I'm gone. I just wanted to put this piece in about uh, Bob. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna come in. After. Hey, I ain't gonna say nothing more important than Bob Clark. Bye, Bob. Bye, Bob. All right, Bye, Bob. This song, "Who Betrayed the African World Revolution," uh, page one thirty-eight. I knew Malcolm X from 1958. When we met until two weeks before he was assassinated, I talked with him consistently. I did not, even in the book that I compiled on Malcolm X, say very much about my relationship to him. So my phonies popped up after his death saying they were friends. They were friends and pals of Malcolm X. I didn't want to be associated with those phonies. So I kept my relationship to myself. Most of it I have not written about to this day. He was a man, one of the fastest learners that I've ever met in my life. You could give him information, and he would read this information back to you, teaching you lessons over and over above your instruction to him without offending you. He would speak to several audiences simultaneously, using the same words without offending anyone in the audience. He could speak to the reader and the non-reader, the college professor and the illiterate, simultaneously, and his message would get across to all of them. What then is the significance of Malcolm X X for today? He called not only for the restoration of naturehood, womanhood, manhood. He called for us to restore our historical memory, the time when we were not dependent on other people to make decisions for ourselves, when we were the masters of our destiny. He called on us to reconsider our position, not in the United States, but in the world. Black power. Black power. Black power. See, see, that's true intellect right there. You describing about Malcolm, man. That's what intellect is. Taking information, 
and 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 applying it to you. You know what I mean? You're putting your own emphasis in it. You know, not not going word for word verbatim, nigga. Showing me that you done learned something. You added something to it. And, you know, it shows how the system is designed to uh, snuff that out of uh, those, those snuff that, that African intelligence out of the young black child, you know, because look, this is the same child now who, what would the cracker be telling him when he say he wanted to be a lawyer, that, that he, 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 he could only be a janitor? All right. The, the educational system the way the curriculum is structured, down to the body language, is to snuff out that um, African warrior that's uh, designed to overthrow this bitch, you know, to be like Brother Minkara, uh have, as I like to I'm gonna call it, African influenza, you know, where you're contagious, that uh, charisma, all right? Will your words move people, wake them up and shit. Put, make them come and do that work as you talked about. You know, be proactive and shit. Yeah, yeah. See, his charisma will allow him to speak to everybody in the audience. You know what I'm saying? It's the rich through the poor. Stick to the healthy. Old to the young. That's what I mean. That's intelligence right there. You know what I mean? You can, you can motherfucking, you know, thinking you ain't got to have a college degree. I'm going to break this shit down for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And nigga, you got a college degree. I'm gonna make this shit simple for you. Yeah, I'm gonna be able to talk. You know that is that's that's you know that shows that superior intelligence that we all, you know what I'm saying, have a uh, uh, have in our possession. It's just the unlocking of those gifts. You know what I mean? Because you know to be able to talk to all them all those different groups at one time. You know that's a master a language and a master of your own self, you know, you got to master yourself because you got to be comfortable enough. Everybody get to your level, to the level you want them to be at because at the same time, some of the people you rising up, some people you lowering their level. But you you know what I'm saying, you got to be masterful in your work because you got to touch all the sections. Yep, and notice, notice if you, when you listen to Malcolm, he never said read my book. No. Did you read the book? Did you do this? Did you do that? He break it down for you. You don't need the book. You like, damn, nigga, I felt like I read the book because Malcolm told you about it. That's like, what Dr. Clark did for me. He broke shit down so well, like, God damn. <laughs> Black power. You got to read the book. Shit. You know I Fuck know. the books, nigga. I'm going to do here. Rewind, nigga. Shit, what you read? Real talk. Nigga, my grandpa said this is what it is, nigga. You feel me? Ain't no cracker gonna tell me he's more important than Doctor. Maybe you crazy. Doctor Park <laughs> override that, that nigga override anything the cracker got to say. 
That's why I call him Paw Paw. That's why I call him Paw Paw Clark. When Paw Paw talk, nigga, you know, that's how everybody learns from Mama, Paw Paw. Grandma, Grandpa, Mama, the aunties, and you from your people. That's how you learn. So when Paw Paw talk, and that's a real Paw Paw, that's an elder right there. Nigga, you going to learn everything you need to know. And he ain't told you. Did you read my book? He told you, man, I read so many books. Listen, the one I listen, I read this one. This one, so I'll talk about this, y'all. Ain't that what Dr. Clark break there? Mm-hmm. All right. Niggas with no charisma, first thing they're going to say, got to get my book. They got to get your book. Break it down for me. Make me want to go get it, nigga. Make me understand. I got all too tired, nigga. Don't be understanding all the motherfucking words you put together, nigga. That shit confuses me. I don't talk like that. You know what I'm saying? So Malcolm break that shit down, nigga. He don't. He don't use them books since disappeared. He used shit that regular nigga to understand, nigga. Nigga just hit the pipe. Heard Malcolm. Goddamn, his high went away. That's power. You know what I'm saying? That's charisma, nigga. Oh, shit, nigga. The nigga done killed my high but gave me a different high. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Got to keep reinforcing this shit to keep mine your book, nigga. I'm confused now. I'm going to get the book and be more confused, nigga. Goddamn, I'm going to need Webster through the whole goddamn 300 pages. But I mean, some people intellect ain't like that. You can't just be like, you do what you want, you want. Some niggas just don't understand all that shit. Man, you talking like a cracker, sounding like a cracker, using all them cracker words. This shit confuses me. Yeah. See, I'm damn near lightweight confused. You know what I mean? Shit. Shit, you know, you, you, we all live in a racist society, and, and our people are. Uh, are aware but not aware. So when you talking to them in the language that y'all both share, you know, it is it is uh, a lot easier to get them to um, start to come to that realization that the enslavement never ended, ended that you at war. It's all around you. I say, and that's the sole purpose of language, man. That's how you know you're good at any at any language. And you can motherfucker break your shit down to a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Care if you can speak eighteen different languages, nigga. If you can't break shit down. Doctor Amos Wilson just said, "You got to use what you got." Well, well, you got to master what you got. You did word. Say. So, with Doctor Clark, though, was just speaking on. You know, he's speaking on Brother Malcolm is that he showed that he could speak four different languages just because, you know, he could speak four different languages at one time, you know what I mean, and have everybody be able to understand what he's supposed to be saying. That's a, oh, that's shit. A, that's, a mm-hmm. that's a 
master of the language. You know what I'm saying? So we deal with that respect right there. Definitely. But, um, you know, we look forward to, uh, I got to got to see if we got a guest. We're supposed to have a special guest coming in, but we, we'll see if this is going to go down. But we need the people to get out. Um, it's a brother on YouTube, Tim Black. We need the family to check his videos out. Um, hopefully I'll throw one in the, in the back room, but check his videos out. And uh, So then that way you can get a, acquainted with some of the brother's work, and we're going to bring him in. Hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the brother. I got to check it out. Yeah, I, I've seen a couple of videos by him. I, I only seen a few. I'm not really, I ain't really him. But Brother Mickerrod put me on to the brother. Brother Mickerrod been going back and forth with him. So. Yeah, I say, I say. What's his name again? Tim Black, T-I-M Black. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought it was our brother Tim. I was like, well, damn. I know, this nigga got it to both. I was like, ain't that nigga already on the show? Oh, man. Yeah. I had to refer to me as the full black cloud that day, man. Let him make sure it's a difference. <laughs> this nigga might say For real though. Shit, you know what <laughs> Don't put that shit on me, nigga. <laughs> Yo. But yeah, man, we, we go, we gotta go down. Rock that it off, you know what I'm saying? Um But uh, uh, also remember, 23rd will be the uh, 23rd Washington, D.C. will be the memorial for uh, Dr. Francis Cress Wilson. So keep that in mind uh, for the family. Keep that in mind. We'll make sure that we have a nice, uh, you know, night for that. So we pay our respect. But with that being said, though, you know, we definitely thank everybody for coming out tonight. You know what I'm saying? And we like to always go out like we come in. You know what I mean? And that's the, with the praises to the ancestors. And uh, that's where the praise now turns. Glory to Garvey. Going with the spirit of Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad. Praise Harriet Tubman. Glory to Ida B. Wells. And long live the spirit of Sister Fanny Lou Hamer. A BB Foley, yes. Cracky in the trunk. House nigga, too. Like power.